0: Hello Daredevil fans, I am Joshua
1: I am Jamie And and we're we're gonna gonna do Daredevil. Daredevil So 50, guys. We Woo! made it. We made it. Yeah, we had big plans and they kind of shrunk and grew and shrunk and grew and shrunk and grew. But here we are. We're going to do it. And we have a lot
0: of fun stuff planned. We so do. much fun stuff. We do. Thank you, Jamie. Yes, a, plethora we, we do. a plethora of pleasant. stuff. It's It's going to be great. I yes. thought they were going to cancel us after episode 25.
1: Yeah, you thought that was
0: it. I thought that was it.
1: We were, we were, but we
0: but, we dragged you all along for another twenty five <laughs> right now. So uh thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate each and every one of you.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is that you've you've been great listeners, and we've been great talkers. No, we've been yeah. <laughs> excessive talkers. I think would be uh, great in in volume. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, your listening has been great in yeah. uh, everything else. Um, so episode 50, we were, yeah. uh, we were talking about maybe doing a, a radio play and, uh, that's something that because of work and actor commitments and, uh, lining up cast for that, we've had to put that to one side, but that is saying that we will, will revisit, um, mm-hmm. one of the things we were talking about, maybe doing a live show and having a live read, uh, somewhere in the Los Angeles area and having, uh, an audience mm-hmm. so that we get a little bit of, uh, uh, response. Uh, see, see uh, how people feel about that. But, um, but yeah, I do. We do actually have uh, our main characters cast in that. We're just uh, finishing up the script and getting that mm-hmm. all ready. So, that's still something that we might do in the future. Um, and we were gonna. We do have a, a, a listener who is a, a legal expert who we've been talking to in the past about maybe doing some, if you have any legal questions about Matt Murdock and law in the Marvel universe, then mm-hmm. uh, throw them our way and we'll throw him his way and maybe start doing a little uh, semi-regular featurette with him talking about what kind of law they actually practice at, at <laughs> Nelson and Murdoch. Right. <laughs> and, they uh, just wear fancy suits and ties. Fancy suits and ties. Because uh, <laughs> I think it's it's it seems like it's mainly real estate stuff, but who knows those who guys. Does? Those guys get involved in everything. <laughs> Um, so, who is Daredevil? Yeah, who is Daredevil? <laughs> Here we are, fifty episodes in talking about this guy, and uh, hopefully, you all know who he is. And, yeah, uh, if it- not, we've we've scripted a little.
0: Uh, uh, sum up of the of all of the issues that we've covered so far. So, far. so this is, uh, we're going to read this off of a piece of paper because neither me or Jamie are this good. So
1: mm-hmm. uh, um, Yeah, normally we don't do any scripted stuff in, in yeah. the show, which I think shows. Um, but <laughs> this time we're actually going to do scripted stuff, yeah. and this may show as well because we, uh, yeah. fingers crossed that this yes. goes as well as we hope. So what we've done here is we've
0: summed up the <laughs> first 200 and... Uh, Forty, I
1: think it's more than that. Fifty, is it in the fifties? Something like that. Yeah. When whenever uh, whenever Born Again, born again, again ends.
0: Yeah, and we ended up summing it all up um, on one one page of paper. So, mm-hmm. uh, wish us luck, everybody. Yeah,
1: fingers crossed. As I said, all right. Um Okay. Blinded during an accident as a young boy, Matthew Murdoch, the son of boxer Jack Murdoch, finds his other senses heightened to a greater degree and a radar sense compensating for his lack of sight. When his father is
0: murdered by a henchman of the unscrupulous boxing organization, organizer, sorry, the fixer, Matt adopts the nickname neighborhood kids would taunt him with as a child and becomes the masked hero daredevil
1: since then he's had to take on a whole host of bad guys including fixing the fixer shocking electro preying on the owl breaking the purple man bringing the curtain down on the matador
0: overcoming fear outsmarting an ox and slipping away from an eel Ew. standing up to namor falling out with Stiltman, besting count kruger and tingling
1: with the any punching the plunderer mixing with mass marauder cutting it with the gladiator taking on the trim jumping into battle with a leapfrog and fighting quigga Wrapping things up with Cobra and
0: Mr. Hyde, beating a beetle, tracking a trapster, decking it out with Doom, eating punches with the exterminator, jousting with the jester.
1: Punching a plastoid, duking with Death's Head, slugging with the stuntmaster, trading blows with a torpedo, mixing it up with Nighthawk, banging fists against Brother Brimstone.
0: Tangling with the, tribu- the Tribune, leaping with Tech Tagak, the Leopard Master. Give me all the hard ones, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> zinging against the Zodiacs, chasing a ghost of a condor, mucking out a man bull, slapping a scorpion, assaulting the assassin, MK9, about with a uh, bout with a blue talon, dancing with Damon Dran, the indestructible man, being decked by the Disciples of Doom and the Dark Messiah.
1: Hacking out with Hawkeye, a spat with anger, the screamer, rumbling with Ramrod, knocking heads with Craven the Hunter, mucking with Mandrill, slicing and dicing with the Silver Samurai, felt fear and danger with Deathstalk, clashed with the Circus of Crime, hit Hydra, come to blows with Copperhead, dealt with Deathman Man, and beaten Bullseye
0: mingled with Mindwave, caught a chameleon, taught two sluggers a lesson, paled around with a paladin, held his own against a hulk, hugged an octopus, met a mauler, reconnected with Electra, kicked it with Kingpin,
1: had a hand in taking on the hand, duked it out with Darkwind, sent Micah Sin packing cross crossbow off his list, grappled with Gael, beat the Beyonder, and vexed the Vulture. And had everything torn down, only to be born again. Phew!
0: That's a quick summary of Daredevil. If you just listen to the last 60 seconds, you know everything you need to know about everything. the character. You might as well just stop reading books altogether. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I guess we, the only thing we didn't really cover is that he's uh, the, the friends and family contingent of it. I mean, we mentioned Jack Murdoch. He has Foggy Nelson as his best friend and mm-hmm. college roommate who becomes his later partner. He's had lots of love interests along lots the way. Lots of love. I mean, yeah. Electra, Karen Bla- Page. Yeah. Black Widow. Black Widow. Um uh- the other one, Harris. No, Debbie Harris Debbie. was thingy. No, no,
0: this, that's Foggy. Yeah, but Harris is Harris's niece. Oh yeah.
1: Um. Uh. uh, Co, Co, uh Obrien. What's yeah. her name? What is her name? <laughs> we forget them all so quickly. Yeah. Like like Matt. Pretty much. Yeah. Like Matt. Um, the, the other woman. Gloriana. Heather. It was Gloriana. Gloriana and Heather. Gloriana and Heather. Heather and
0: yeah. And he also had a had a one night stand over in uh, Japan. Oh, he did. Yeah. 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 He hooked up with uh Lady um Deathstrike.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: In Japan. Yeah. And um, I'm sure we're missing some of his his love
1: life. I feel like he's had several one-nighters over the years. Yeah. Over the three years that he's been (laughs) in operation. Um,
0: So you guys voted um, over on (laughs) Twitter, and today we're going to be covering Daredevil Yellow, which Mm -hmm. is a perfect book to cover because even though this was written um, well into the future from the point that we're at right now, it's great because it's a retelling of the origin story, and it's a very, very awesome retelling of the origin story, at least mm-hmm. in my opinion. I know Jamie likes it too. Um, but before we get into that, we have a couple other fun things planned that we want to go through. Um, we mentioned um, in the last couple podcasts that we were going to do our Mount Rushmore of Daredevil artists and our Mount Rushmore of Daredevil writers. So mm-hmm. of course what that means is, I'm sure everybody knows, but what that means is, is that we're going to pick our four who we believe are our four are the four most influential, the four best the people we like the most, all that stuff combined together who we think, when we think of Daredevil, we think of these four people. Mm -hmm. We're doing it for both writers and for both artists. And we're not doing it just on the people that we've covered We're going to do it on Daredevil in general. Mm -hmm. So these are the people through the current comic book up today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's, so let's start with that. And, Mm -hmm. um, I guess I'll go first on on. on uh, I'll start with writers, and if you want to go first with artists, we'll kind sure. of back and, and then forth. We'll, we'll trade. We'll trade off. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, narrowing down the writers was easier for me than narrowing down the artists
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because there are really four people that come to mind.
1: Yeah. So and the writers
0: tend to get nice runs on on the, the story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They do. And um, <clears throat> so. The the four people that I put on the top, the four um, mm-hmm. are my my Rushmore four, is and 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 by the way, these four are not in any particular order. Mm-hmm. These are just the four that are grouped together, and I've kind of actually grouped them based off of the time that they actually wrote mm-hmm. Daredevil in the year, I guess. Um, Stanley, mm-hmm. Frank Miller, mm-hmm. Brian Michael Bendis, mm-hmm. and Mark Wade. Mm. those are my four uh my four favorite and you know that like when i think of daredevil those are the the their issues their stories are what i go back to yeah
1: so those four mm. very nice uh my four artists um this was this was pretty tough actually because uh the the artists do get a similar sort of run but there mm-hmm. is a kind of there's such a leap from um from one group of artists to the next and I didn't want to leave people out because I mean, it's, it's 700 and something issues overall. Yeah, I know it is so hard to, yeah. to pick four. I and know. there are like great people like uh, Lee Weeks who had a, a really good runner. Um, you know, there's, there's all these people who had little, what we'd consider mini runs just because some of them are so, such long runs. And there was a part of me that wanted to include the creators just because, you know, they were the creators, but, um, Bill Everett only did one or two issues. And Wally Wood yeah. only did a did, few. <laughs> did did
0: did Bill Everett do two?
1: I think he did one. Yeah, he just did the first one. He did right? the first one, yeah. and then Wally Wood took over. Yeah, he for took six, over with two. I just didn't know if Bill Everett came back in, in, in.
0: Wait, didn't he? Didn't Bill Everett? He drew something else with Daredevil, right?
1: I can't even remember. All I know is that he definitely did the first yeah, one yeah, with a bunch he, of other people because yeah. he was uh, he had still Steve Ditko helping him out, and then Wally Wood took over for until mm-hmm. John Romita came in and. Um, basically there's like a there's a there are artists that are when you say daredevil I think of them mm-hmm. and then there are artists who I really like the work yeah, I know and then there yeah. are artists that did great things with them mm-hmm. um, so it was kind of tricky especially trying like that that especially that first bit that Bill do I put Bill Everett on there because he created the character or had a hand and a big hand in creating a character but I kind of lent away from that. I'll be honest. I lent away from that and I went with Wally Wood, Gene Colin, uh, Klaus Jansen, and John Romita Jr. Okay. Because those were the ones that I thought of. Um, I really wanted to, to include Chris Samney in there because mm. I love his artwork. Oh, it's so good. love his artwork. Yeah. But it's, it's like, only four. It's so hard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's only four. And he's such a fresh person. I feel like he's still. In that mm. world, whereas the others I feel have done their work, they're done. Right? Like even John Romita Jr. is still actively working now. Yeah, I feel like he's done with Daredevil. I,
0: I knew you were going to do John Romita Jr. because we've had a lot of sidebars about how much you you like his run. Oh, so God. yeah, I, um, uh, I'm going to jump into my four mm-hmm. my four favorite or my four Mount Rushmore artists. Um, uh, he's not on my list because I haven't I haven't read most of those <laughs> books. yet. Uh,
1: Jamie's re, Jamie like he reads way ahead. I mean, I've read the first. Uh, I, I actually finished the last of the first volume yes. the other day. I, so. I like
0: to wait in, I'm more delayed gratification type of mm. person. And I like to wait until the last possible moment. Plus also trying to kind of keeps the books more fresh in my mind. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard because I, I I'm like, I want to know what happens next. But there are so <laughs> many comic books out there that, you know, like <laughs> there's plenty for me to read. But, yeah. But, uh, so anyway, so going for my four favorite artists and, um, this was so difficult. Um, the first one I, I'm gonna go in order of the uh, the years as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I went with with John Ramita,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he like Wally Wood. W- I was going back and forth because I liked Wallywood too, and what he did for Daredevil is yeah, I mean it's huge. But when we were when we started, at, at, you know, doing our podcast, you know, four, fifty episodes ago, um, we uh, like I'm sure everybody remembers how much I really liked John Ramita and. And I know only he only did like maybe I can't remember like eight eight to twelve books mm-hmm. somewhere in there more than Wally Wood but not very much more. Um, he, his art was the first art that I really really liked of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wally Wood was great. Bill Everett was great, but John Romita did something special. He did something that I thought was amazing. You mm. know, the Gladiator issue eighteen, the Ox issue fifteen, like such such good stuff. So I went with um, I went with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gene Colan, you can't not choose Gene Colan. I mean, he, his stuff was was amazing, and uh, yeah, not only did uh, was it amazing. I don't think any artist will probably ever do as many as he did. I mean, he did like eighty, mm-hmm. m- maybe more. I mean, that's insane to think about that he drew Daredevil for like over eighty issues, yeah. um,
1: over across four decades or something. Yeah. As well.
0: Um, and then, uh, and then so hard. I went with. Frank Miller and Alex Maleev, mm-hmm. and I went with with Frank Miller because there is a run of six to ten issues. His, his first, his first Daredevil ones, where the like when I consider the the art, I consider the layout mm-hmm. as being a huge part of what the penciler does. Yeah, is the laying out the book, and I feel like nobody has laid it out better. Than when Frank Miller was doing it at the beginning of his run, mm-hmm. he just just the way that your eyes just follow, you know, just went across the page. That yeah. that is Frank Miller leading your eyes and telling you what to do, and it, it was, it, it was hard because I like Chris Hamney as well. I like him a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. There, you know, William Johnson, yeah, William Johnson. Oh. I know. I thought about him too, um, <laughs> and then Alex Miller, May- like that's what, what Brian Michael Bendis, and I know I've said this several times. That run was the was was what got me into Daredevil. Yeah, I've read a few Daredevil books here and there, but like that is what got me into Daredevil, and his dark, like, uh, it uh, like watercolored, um, almost real life. Like, if you look at the way he draws the character, mm-hmm. they look like a real person that's been painted. Yeah, you know, versus you know a uh, uh, a caricature. Or, or, or a character, that, a figure that's drawn like how mm-hmm. a figure looks in a book. It, it looks like a real person. Yeah, and um, just the colors, and I know that's not necessarily just him, but like it, just the whole package that came with his art was amazing. So, like, yeah, he he he's definitely up there for me. So those those were my four. Yeah, mm, nice. Yeah. Oh, but it was so hard. I like Chris Samney a lot too. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah.
1: Um, for my writers, that was that was a tough one as well. But it's uh, like we we've mentioned there's so many runs that are big runs on people um that the last spot was the tough one for me um stanley obviously comes mm-hmm. to mind um frank miller and uh, anna senti mm-hmm. who i'd i'd love her run it just the the change in it just everything that's been built about matt as a character all of the ideas of how like the one of the things that's most interesting for me about Matt Murdoch is that he is someone who is dealing with trauma in his life. Like his entire life has been him dealing with trauma and he, there is an incredible amount of fragility to how he has dealt with it. And there's a constant sense of everything is about to collapse around him. And he just kind of smile and gets on with it and makes jokes and, Pretends like nothing is bothering him, but the fragility is a key part of his character, I think. And we see it a lot of, I mean, Born Again works. The speed of Born Again works and like he's collapsed into near insanity because of how fragile everything Mm is. All of the stuff, it feels like everything about him is this kind of like, just keep it together, Matt. Just keep it together, Matt. Approach to life. Mm And Anderson he really captures that really well. I can't wait to read it. It's great.
0: <laughs> I've only read a couple of of those issues, so I can't like that's why I, I I didn't include either of those people, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and then the last spot, I was kind of like, wow, there's so many there's like huge runs um you know there there are some really fun ones Ken Kessel's run um uh there's like you know. Mark Wade has a great run, Uh, Charles Soule has a recent run. I'm really liking Chip Zardosky's stuff at the moment, but I went Brian Michael Bendis, because he's the, to me he's the person that a lot of people think of for Daredevil now. He's become Mm -hmm. such a, a, like a touchstone of that character. He's someone who people, when you say the character Daredevil, it will, for most people, it will go to Frank Miller or Brian Michael Bendis.
0: You know, one thing that's really cool when you think about Daredevil over the last, like, 20 years, writers have been getting a long, they, they, yeah, they've had a they long, get, they get yeah. the
1: space to tell the story. They, they do. Because nice. as, as
0: soon as he was, as soon as Brian Michael Bendis was done, I mean, he ended up doing something like 40 issues, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, Ed Brubaker came in, yeah, and he did just as long a run. Yeah. You know, Mark Wade's you know... They've he all done nearly 50, I mean, yeah. you
1: know, almost everyone who's written Daredevil has done nearly 50 issues. And, and you don't
0: see that more. across a lot of other books. No, uh uh-uh. You no. really don't. Especially not in Marvel. No. Maybe DC does that a little bit, but Marvel not so much. Yeah. yeah. They kind of just keep bouncing around through
1: people constantly. Yeah. I was trying to think of female artists. Um and, you know, Mary Severin, who did a lot of the covers, did a big run on the covers, uh, came to mind. But I really couldn't think of many female artists that worked on the book. Um, Anna Sente is such a, like a, a, for me, such an important part of the story. that mm-hmm. It was kind of nice that there was a, a female writer that had right. such a big impact on his life. Um, I know it's, it's in comics, uh, especially superhero comics and Marvel mainstream DC, that kind of stuff it tends to be very male dominated, um, but it was nice that that Anasynthia had such a great run. So, yeah, her face is up there. <laughs> cool, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um,
0: so next up, I mm, have next up. yeah. Um, so Jamie, yeah, I I came up with some fun little questions oh, for you. Okay, and uh, this is I guess the this is uh, a throwback to our earlier. Episodes. Yeah, but this is going to be a fun one here because <laughs> well, I want what do I what do i wanna call this segment um let's tr- <laughs> we'll call this uh let's try to stump jamie uh, uh <laughs> version one volume one issue one mm-hmm. um maybe the last time we do it but, uh, <laughs> uh anyways, and I've upped the ante a little bit here
1: okay yeah you know, so the important thing to remember is i have i have a very good memory for really small weird little details, but I also have a terrible memory at the same time um so i can rem- i can remember things but then like forget so much that this this could go horribly wrong or horribly right. Well, I think you're going to do okay. My, my description went horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so
0: I've mentioned this a couple of times, but mm. I used to collect Daredevil trading cards. You did? I did. Well, not Daredevil, sorry, Marvel trading cards. Yes. And uh, my favorite series, because it was the first one that I collected, was the 1991 Impel Marvel cards. They were Marvel Universe Series 2. Mm. They came out in 1991. Yeah. And uh, I was looking through the set, and they have seven cards that are sort of daredevil themed cards. Ooh. And there were only like 140. <gasps> and I was and I was amazed. So I have seven cards in my hand. Yeah. And uh, well, one of them is not a daredevil theme, but it's a daredevil villain. So, um, so six daredevil themes and one daredevil villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I've got ten questions. Yeah. And for every question you get right, you get a Daredevil trading card oh from the nineteen ninety one Impel Marvel Universe the series. The pressure two. is on. The pressure is on. I don't know if I'm um, gonna do well. Yeah. So, anyway, so these questions, like I said, they're not gonna be super difficult. Uh-huh. Well, they might be difficult, but um, I've some of them are multiple choice, and then a couple of them are true true or false. So. Jamie's going to wait until I I read all the choices before he says the answer. So that way, you guys listening at home can you know you have a chance to. uh, I once lost a game
1: of Trivial Pursuit with a friend because I blurted out an answer. Uh, the The correct answer was Desperate Dan, and I shouted Dan Dare. So I I will hold my answers in. Yes, please, please do. Make sure that you do.
0: Okay. So question number one is a multiple choice question, Mm -hmm. and. Uh, Here it is. Who was the first superhero to learn Daredevil's secret identity? Mm. Is it A, Captain America? Is it B, Black Widow? Is it C, Spider-Man? Or is it D, Black Panther?
1: D, Black Panther. Ding, ding, ding,
0: ding, ding. Hey, good job. (laughs) you, You got one right. So for that one, I'm going to give you a Daredevil vs. Bullseye <gasps> uh, Impale trading card. Thank Congratulations, buddy.
1: Wow, arch enemies.
0: Yes. Says. And uh, they, it has a nice little description on the back of their it battles does. and stuff. And mm-hmm. and uh be fun for you to read. It talks about their first encounter, which is really cool. Yeah, I wonder who did the artwork. I can't see any signatures anyway. Yeah, back, that's awesome. Back then, they back then they didn't really care about no. crediting the artist. So <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if they, yeah. At least I right. got one. You did good job. All right. Question number two: mm-hmm. Which Daredevil villain beat up Stuntmaster, stole his biking costume, and eventually tried to kill Daredevil? Is it A. Mister Fear? Is it B. The Mass Marauder? C. Stiltman? Or D. Turk? C. Stiltman, Stiltman, good job, buddy. That is awesome. So you I was g- trying to buy an original page from that issue. Oh, okay, yeah, I like that little moment. That's so. great. You are two for two. That's great, Yay. Jamie. So for this one, you get Daredevil's number one arch nemesis in my mind, Mister Kingpin.
1: Ah, oh, the Kingpin of crime himself. And,
0: and that one on the back has Super his villainous. has his powers
1: and oh, I love that. Yeah,
0: and they gave him a strength of three, that. which um, mm. ba- it's changed. But back mm. in 1991, uh, if I remember correctly, for strength. If you were two, you could lift your body weight up to 800 pounds, and then three is um, 800 pounds to I believe, uh, I think it was two tons. Wow, or a ton. So he can. So they're saying he can lift 800 pounds.
1: Yeah, which is almost twice his body weight because he is 450 pounds, six foot seven. That is a Big dude. The diamond pin around his neck sprays a powerful sleeping gas. Oh, there you go. Mm, Sorry, I went very quiet then. (laughs) All right,
0: question number three. Uh Uh-huh. When Krigi first appears, how many members of the hand does he kill with one stroke of the sword? So this is his first appearance, and there's a line in there, and it talks about Mm -hmm. how many people he killed. Is it A, two members of the hand? Is it B, three members? Is it four? Sorry, is it C, four members? (laughs) Or is it D, five members? This is one stroke.
1: Oh um I think it's C uh, B 3 Ding 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 ding
0: that's correct yeah. good job buddy yeah. you are you are getting this all right uh good job so uh you get a card and now you get daredevil's Billy Club. Oh, nice. So he got a whole card. It it was so strange to me, Jamie, because when I was looking back through these cards, Uh they're literally, they only made like 140 some or something. Yeah. And they gave so many to Daredevil.
1: Like 5% or something. Yeah, to
0: Daredevil, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it gives you information about his Billy Club. It does.
1: It weighs five pounds, nearly six pounds, guys. That's a heavy club. (laughs) It's a heavy club.
0: (laughs) Okay, next question. This one is the hardest question. Ooh. Which of Daredevil's allies has the best mustache? Is it A, Foggy Nelson? Mm-hmm. Is it B, Tony Stark? Or is it C, Ivan? It's Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding. You got it right. Good <laughs> job, James. Uh, that question is it's a it's a fact. That's it's, not yeah. an opinion question. Yeah, no, it's it's written. It's writ large. <laughs> um so you get a card mm-hmm. and you get another Arch Nemesis card, Ooh. and this is daredevil versus the kingpin oh
1: nice oh that's yeah. a good one yeah we yeah. like that card yeah we do he's really going for him <laughs> kicking him in the in the solar plexus in <laughs> his uh, cumberband. band in his cumber band kicking the cumberband. band all right so next question this is a
0: who said it question yeah. so hopefully you guys at home are uh doing as well as this jamie like john ramita jr and al williamson if i was to guess he's four for four so hopefully everyone at home is also four for four so, this next question is Who said it? So, these are the actual next three questions are mm-hmm. Who said it? So, I'm going to say a line that is pulled directly from a Daredevil comic book. Mm-hmm. It's none of the guest appearances or team up books. These come directly from Daredevil uh, books. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the line. And then you have to, I'll give you four choices. You have okay. to tell me who said it. Understand, Daredevil, I do not relish the task I've been handed. Not that I mind destroying you, but I would rather it had been in combat than this way. Is it A, Dr. Doom? Is it B, the Gladiator? Is it C, Leapfrog? Or is it D, the Indestructible Man? I think
1: it is B, the Gladiator.
0: (gasps) <gasps> Dude, Ooh. you are doing so good. <laughs> I love that part. This is in the swamp in uh, mm-hmm. in in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, when um, w- the one that has man thing in it, and mm-hmm. uh, and um, he's he was hired by Deathstalker, and I just love that line because the Gladiator's like, I hate doing killing you this way, but you know, is what I got to do. I'd rather it have been in combat. That was yeah. before he reformed.
1: Yeah, these they've changed his personality so much over the years. There's that weird jump where suddenly he thinks he is a an ancient. Roman gladiator, which I, I found quite jarring. I guess there's more to it out there than than we see. There's there's actually, there's like three characters that I, him and Electro has a weird thing where his personality changes almost all the time. And there's one other person who I can't think of now who I remember reading and going, that's weird. He seems very different. But mm-hmm. those two will really jar in between their, their first and, and last appearances, I guess. Or yeah. Um, give me my
0: card. Oh, yeah. So your <laughs> card for that one is, um, it's another arch nemesis Yay. card. It's Daredevil versus Elektra. Oh, I love that card, actually.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That looks like uh, maybe R. Adams. Maybe. Well, maybe it's uh, Eric Larson doing a R. Adams impression. No, it looks like R. Adams on the back. Do-de-do-do-do. Very nice. All right, so the next question, Mm -hmm.
0: this is who said it? Yes. So here's the quote. Look at me, punks. Remember my face. It's the last thing you are ever going to see, and I want you to carry the memory of it straight to hell. Is it A, Daredevil? Is it B, Bullseye? Is it C, Kingpin? Or is it D, The Punisher? Oh, I think it's The Punisher. Ding ding ding. ding. <gasps> <Dude. laughs> I did not expect you to do this well. This is really good. Um yes, that's uh, that was the Punisher. That was right that was uh, the issue where they first met.
1: Yeah, the kid the child's play mm-hmm. storyline. Mm-hmm. And for that,
0: you get an arch nemesis card, Daredevil versus the
1: Punisher. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, look at the Punisher. He looks very... He's got the the headband on, which means he's serious. Headband and Uzi Punisher is uh, a specific period in his life. Mm-hmm. They really—they went for it at one stage where he was just like, Uzi's everywhere. There you go. There you go. So,
0: wow, you are six for six, and I only Ooh. have one card left. Tense. I've got four questions, oh so you've got four chances to get this last card, so good luck, buddy. Oof. All right, so this is one last um, who said it question, mm-hmm. and here's the quote. Mm-hmm. With my superb, excuse me, with my superb skills, my titanic talents all reach the most dizzying heights of all. Never has a dedicated arch criminal been endowed with the background, the training, the natural genius that I myself possess. Mm-hmm. Is it A, the owl? Is it B, bullseye? Is it C, the jester?
1: Or is it D, desk stalker? Ooh. I thought I was absolutely certain that it was bullseye, but then you mentioned the jester i think i'm going to stick with bullseye oh, it's jester isn't it
0: it is it is the jester i love this quote because yeah. it, it, if you think about it it perfectly sums up the type of person that he is yeah yeah oh, i love and and the way he said it is very mm. um
1: theatrical yes you know and uh, th- yeah see that was the, the other person is bullseye whose personality yeah. changed I, mm-hmm. that's why i went with bullseye but
0: i was trying to think of other two villains that would kind of sound like that so i said the owl because the Matador. <laughs> well no, I mean, that'd be the answer to it. okay so now uh oh i'm so glad you got one wrong i still got yeah, this card in my hand this is mm-hmm. the best one too this is uh the number one card. Don't tell me what it is because I'll I'll get tense and nervous and panic. So the next two questions are Uh true or false questions. Yes, sir. So you have a 50-50 shot. Oh, I like those odds. The first question. Mm -hmm. When Daredevil went undercover Mm -hmm. to take down the kingpin, Mm -hmm. he used the pseudonym Shades.
1: True. Ding, ding
0: yay <laughs> good job yeah <laughs> so he used shades that was the first time he actually ever met kingpin and it was a cool moment because i remember um or when i was going through and i was finding these, these questions um he uh he's we first see a silhouette yeah. of the kingpin and he talks about and daredevil we're hearing his inner monologue and he goes you know everyone told me how ruthless and and you know how big of an impact this guy made in the gangster community or blah blah type of stuff but nobody told me how big he was mm-hmm. and he has his big shadow yeah there. so you get the last card which is the
1: daredevil card yes. that has his stats on the thank back thank you mm-hmm. oh wow thank you so much of course he's yeah. awesome he that definitely looks like john Romita Jr. yeah that's exactly what i was thinking when i saw six that six foot two hundred pounds i'm aiming I, I think i'm gonna match him <laughs> that's my aim is to shrink three inches <laughs> just- <laughs> and lose 50 pounds of weight. Um, and he's a strength too. So that's, that's yeah. Cool. Th- I mean,
0: it makes sense that he's a two because mm-hmm. he could not lift 800 pounds. No. So we'll quickly go over the last two questions just because I have them written and I don't have any more prizes for you, Jamie. Yes. But, uh, the next true or false question. Yeah. The last thing Bullseye says before he stabs and kills Elektra, Mm-hmm. the last thing he says <laughs> is the line. You're
1: pretty good, but me, I'm magic. Uh, No, because the last thing he actually says is, and now for my next trick. Wow, that is awesome. (laughs) Jamie he did not cheat on that.
0: Everybody. He remembers that specific line. What I just said were the last two, were the The previous, the previous Mm -hmm. lines. So that's how he, I mean, that is such good writing. Look at that right before he kills Electra, he goes, you're pretty good, but me, I am magic. And for my next trick and then stabs her. So you got that right, Mm Jamie. And you knew exactly what it was. (laughs) Um, and then the last question was a bonus question. Um, who is the f- this has no multiple choice that's why it's was you know but still kind of fun and easy Who is the first person Daredevil ever fought in a red costume uh,
1: Namor the Submariner that is correct good job buddy you got, <laughs> thank you
0: you got 9 out of 10 so I did you did good
1: thank you yeah good that job great man. and um, I guess uh, I mean I've won some prizes maybe we should let the listeners know there's an opportunity to win some prizes oh yes yeah um, let's do it yeah we have a collection of the Brian Michael Bendis Alex Malev uh, that, that the omnibuses there's three y- volumes yes of omnibus um, and we have the full set that's going to go to one lucky listener Mm-hmm. Um, we so do- I can't enter, right? You own, we already own these I already own them <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I, own, I own them And then the, we have an extra set Yeah, so. they, they are really good
0: yeah. If you haven't read it, whoo, man, you're in for a treat
1: Yeah, um, and basically what we thought was we'd keep this open We will ask the question on this episode We'll close out the uh, the lines, as it were uh, At the end of October uh, It gives you a few weeks to listen mm-hmm. in case you're behind and uh, you can leave the answer on Facebook, Twitter. You can email us, all of the stuff. Um, I, we're at gmail dot com or the – what is the Twitter? It's JJDDD as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. J and J do <laughs> mm-hmm. Um But, yeah, if you just leave the answer. And uh, this is open only to – sorry, only to uh, lower 48 listeners. Is that correct? I never know what that term means, but it basically means the United States –
0: Yeah, not
1: not Alaska and not Hawaii, right? We're going to ship media mail. Yeah, we're we're (laughs) going to send these are big books, and (laughs) uh, we're going to send these out, but we can't send them overseas because uh, shipping is uh, too much. uh, Mailing overseas is nightmarish at the moment. Oh yeah, we're very sorry for that. So, Um, so uh, the question Mm -hmm. is, um, in which issue do we first meet Michael Murdoch? Oh. The infamous Michael Murdoch Oh boy Either a real or imaginary Or pretend twin brother Matt
0: one of the worst and
1: best things that ever happened it's the greatest in, in Daredevil's <laughs> history. He's a smooth criminal, is Michael Murdoch. Yeah. So in which issue do we first meet Michael Murdoch? Send your answers to us. Yes. Uh, closing out October 31st, 2019. I almost forgot yes. what year it
0: was. And just to clarify, it's not the first person that, yeah. that tells us the answer. It will be everyone who answers correctly We'll get their name uh, put into a hat, and we'll do a drawing. Yeah, we'll
1: actually do the draw. We won't do one of those computerized things. I yeah. kind of like putting in the little names, and we'll, yeah. I'll hold a hat. Um, I've got several hats. Oh, that's great. Gardening yes. hats, mainly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and free swag baseball caps that I get from work. Um, but we'll put them in. Um, I don't think I have any Daredevil hats. I wanted to get one of the woolen ones. That would be a fun one. to. Anyway, I digress. So um, <laughs> so you have a chance of winning the the three-volume set of the yes. Uh, Michael Bendis, Alex Maleev.
0: It contains, uh, yeah, it contains his entire run, mm-hmm. both of their entire run, and he yeah. and Alex maylev draws, I believe, all but like a couple yeah. issues. Yeah, it's it's such a good run. So mm-hmm. hopefully you guys uh, enter and uh, win.
1: Yeah, good luck everyone. Yeah, good, good luck. luck. Uh, we have a couple of questions from our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, Superfan at uh, Big Army Five on Twitter has three questions. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you, and then I'll answer after you. Okay, very good. First question: What was your first Daredevil comic? Uh, if we're
0: going reading or buying, if if I, I'll do two for uh, for reading, the first one that I read was um, I think it was way back in the day. I had what is it? Fall from Grace, the one where it's got Daredevil that is falling off of the top of that building. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. black and white. The it's Chrysler like a, building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually the first one I ever read. Be- issue 319. Because I, um, I had a stack of comic books growing up and I had, and I remember that issue and I had that issue. It's, it's prob- a great cover. Yeah. It's probably not the best thing just to jump in and read. And, uh, because you probably, you know, it's in the middle of the storyline, but I know I had that issue and I, and I'm, that was the first one I ever read. I can't, mm-hmm. I don't really, rem- you know, anyway, so, so that wasn't the first one I read, but, um, the first one i ever bought was um because i had that was a gift you know that was part of a package you know you know you know how you used to go to comic book shops and you could get a stack of random comic yeah. books for mm-hmm. really cheap that's what like you know my parents went you know we went to the comic shop and they bought me a stack of yeah. comic books that were really cheap and and that was that was one of the ones that was in there yeah um and then the first one i ever bought was um i actually borrowed the um the Alex may uh, from you, Jamie, mm-hmm. or the, 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 Brian Michael Bendis, the, the, actually these exact books that we're giving away yeah. were were <laughs> the ones that I borrowed from you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, uh, so the next one I bought the, uh, Ed Brubaker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um, that was the, uh, the first one that I, that I, that I bought. Yeah. Ed Brubaker. Yeah, the one that actually takes place right after um, Brian Michael Bendis' run. Yeah. So whatever whatever issue that is, I can't remember.
1: I can't off the top of my head. It's when he's in prison, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, volume 230-something,
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't uh, remember. But that was the first one I ever bought.
1: Yeah. Ah. Excuse me. <coughs> um, the first issue I ever read or bought or got, my first DD comic, um, I think it was Daredevil 179. I think it was the one with uh, the... He's uh, Mask through Electra's Psy on the cover. That is such a good issue, mm-hmm. Jamie. That one. I got that one, and then I started reading backwards and forwards at the same time. I basically went backwards to the uh, Blind Alley issue, the Hulk one. And it took me a few years to find the first few Frank Millers, because I never really went to... Uh, uh, local comic shops I would pick them up at flea markets and news agents and stuff like that um, and this was around uh, I read that when it was like 1986 so I, I think the first one I went and bought that was at the shops then maybe the one with the vulture on the cover or maybe that might be too early was it in It was either 85 or 86 so I think I picked up either the vulture one or um I think it was that one. I remember distinctly that one. It was either the vulture or there's one with the claw on the cover. Mm. And I remember those two being the me going, okay, I'm going to find out more about this character and then go into a shop. And it was one of those two that were were there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the vulture one because I remember that cover really clearly. Mm. Um, His second question uh, is, are you trying to build a complete set? Are you? Um, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) But um, I'm going to let you answer that question, Jamie. Okay. Uh, I am. And I have all but one issue. And the one issue I don't have is issue one, funnily enough. Um, I have been on the fence about buying a copy of issue one several times in the past. Um, It's very hard to find a decent copy. One of the, this is funny, one of the things that stopped me, I saw a very highly graded copy in one of those, you know, those the grading company. Yeah, they CGC. Them. Yeah. yeah. And I saw one of those in that, and it was, gosh, off the top of my head, I think it was like maybe just under $2,000.
0: What? Yeah. It was that cheap? It was graded, and you say it was highly graded? It was pretty high. high.
1: Yeah, it was pretty high. Really? Yeah, and I remember seeing it and thinking, that seems good. Um, but then two things hit my mind. One, it's $2,000, mm-hmm. which is... Insanely absurd. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I could buy an original page of artwork for that, which I'd rather have. Um, and two, I remember just hating that it was in the sealed thing. Yeah, Because there was a part of me that was like, I just want to put it in with the other books that are in regular mm-hmm. boxes. And mm-hmm. and it won't fit in there. Mm-hmm. So it bugged me. So yeah. I didn't buy it. And now it's <clears throat> it's gone and you can't find anything. Um, I'm surprised that you found it for that cheap. Yeah. I was I was surprised. Because um, I've looked I've looked in the past. I think there are like you can get you can pick up uh four grades quite regularly around mm-hmm. two thousand dollars nowadays. And you can get a lot of 0. 0.5 and one graded for eight hundred dollars or something like that. So it's kind yeah. of absurd how much it will cost. I think there's a I, I hate to say this because, you know, it's it's it has a negative connotation, but I think there's a slight bubble with um comic old comic books and original comic pages at the moment. It seems to be, um, if you go back a year, I was looking at some stuff and I remember seeing a lot of Gene Colan pages that were really reasonably priced and now it's kind of hard to find them and a lot of them were bought up. Um, and I feel like a lot of the graded comics are kind of rising in price to an unsustainable level at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I'm holding off at the moment, but when, gonna, when the bubble bursts, I'll, someone's I'll gonna, swoop in Someone's like going to have an estate sale and just
0: have a pristine near mint condition yeah just you know on the mantle it would be
1: like that what's that is it high fidelity <laughs> where some where some <laughs> wife of some guy is selling his entire comic collection for like five dollars just to spite him and, <laughs> and i'll have a, a a moment of conscience where i say i can't take these but i will take the dead <laughs> i wish you want, and, yeah. and leave um <clears throat> so yeah i'm 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 one issue out but um someday I keep I, I'll just. I might just keep it as my someday issue. Yeah. Just let it float someday. Yeah. <coughs> Maybe when I uh, have a reason to spend two thousand dollars <laughs> on a comic book, rather than uh, uh, maintaining my house. Yeah. <laughs> from collapsing. Do you really need a house, Jamie? Well, I I, if I get enough comics, I can build a kind of house with them. Okay. Um, third and final question from At Big Army Five is favorite villain to ask for in a commission.
0: Mm, I've never asked for a villain in a commission, but if I did, oh man, that is tough. Oh, that's so hard. I probably would do either the jester, gladiator, bullseye, the kingpin. (laughs) One
1: of those four. I don't know. I want to do, I want to get, I'm going to get you a, Maybe for Christmas because it's coming (laughs) But I'm going to get you a commission of Daredevil and the Ox Oh, the
0: Ox You know, I like the Ox I wonder how many many people have been commissioned to draw the Ox Hey, will you draw the Ox for me? They're going to be like what the heck? <laughs> like
1: it's, who the heck is a big guy in a furry vest? <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't know, man. That is a tough question. Honestly, I, like all of them, I, I don't have a specific, I mean, bullseye is cool. If you're doing like a fight scene, cause you, I bet you a lot of artists can do some really fun stuff mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, with a fight scene. Kingpin is cool because he's so big and menacing. Um, but then I feel like it'd be hard for a lot of artists to draw him. Mm.
1: Yeah, know, yeah that's, I think it depends on the artist. Yeah,
0: it'd be hard to draw him correctly. Yeah. you know,
1: um, like if I was getting a Bill Senkovich piece, I would probably go for either Electra or the Kingpin, yeah. just because. He's oh, if I
0: can choose Electra, I'd pick Electra. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, hands down. I would. I would choose Electra. I think a Daredevil and Electra piece would be the best. Um, I, I just I consider her more of a more of a good guy than a bad guy. Mm. I think I do. A, I well,
1: that's that's Matt.
0: That's this man. I don't know. I like them all. Dang it, Jamie. All of them. <laughs> Electra, Electra, Bullseye, Jester, um, all of them. Yeah. I can't pick. Sorry, guys. Mm. I, fa- I fail.
1: <laughs> I think uh, 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 Dave, Dave Wynn, who's do, who does oh, our Dave Oh, Dave Wynn. Yeah, he does I our cover. I think covers. he's doing all of them versus Daredevil for this oh, episode. Heck yeah, I
0: hope so. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. No, he's. Yeah. I tell you, man, like uh, he, he does a good
1: Kingpin, too. Yeah. yeah he, he doesn't get a lot of people, but yeah. He does. Um, I like the Jester. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think there's uh again. It depended on it would depend on the artist, but mm-hmm. I really like the Jester. it's yeah. a good there's a good kind of scrappy fun uh, twist that you can do with the two of them fighting. It'd be, it becomes like a re, uh, they they complement each other well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. Mister Fear is a great visual. Oh man, Mister Fear
0: would be great. Yeah, he'd be so good. Yeah. Just, just not the matador.
1: <laughs> I'm somebody gonna, I'm somebody gave you a matador. Somebody gave, me a mat- commission. <laughs> somebody gave me a matador
0: commission. Oh, look at this thing. Scrap paper. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. I can,
1: I can bed my lizard's cage with it. Um, do you have any questions from listeners? Yeah, actually we have a question. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> we actually have a Don't question. Um
1: head. About
0: what we're going to cover today. Oh, nice. And this is perfect, because this won't give anything away.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good segue, too.
0: Yeah, it is a good segue. We're going to be covering um, Daredevil Yellow, which is six issues by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sell.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, very, very, very good. I like it. Where's the question? Okay, so here's the question. This is from Tony. Do Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale do a good job of making this book that we're going to cover a throwback to the previous era of Daredevil comics? hmm I'm gonna say yes because one of the coolest things about this book is that um, um, it's a six-parter mm-hmm. and all the issue, it's a retelling of 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 Daredevil's origin um, but it's it's real time. Yeah. so he's telling his story through through letters sort mm-hmm. of and kind of reliving everything in his head you, you could say. but while they're doing it, it's great because it is a re it's a new version a retelling of the same things that happen like through the first few issues. Like it goes over the mat. It goes over the fight with the Matador. It goes mm-hmm. over the stuff with Electro, uh, with Purple Man, the Owl. It's it's cool because it's not just a new story. It's actually the same story told completely differently. Yeah. E- and when, we'll, we'll go over it in a second. But one of my favorite parts was um, um, from issue two of Daredevil when the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. Come mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. uh, uh, are trying to hire Matt and uh, Foggy mm-hmm. to represent them to yeah. be their lawyers and their first uh their first client totally. yeah their first client and it's the exact same story so in that sense i would say yes it is a good retelling of those uh original ones
1: for yeah. sure yeah um one of the things i really like about it is that it doesn't it doesn't um uh what was a uh, wreck on it too much it doesn't it doesn't add new spins or make it grimy or make it Harsher in any way. I think there's a tendency, especially with um, the Frank Miller with the uh, Daredevil Man Without Fear series, Mm -hmm. is to make it as modern and and kind of uh, like drenched in misery as possible. It's every like everything is about how bad everything is. Whereas Mm -hmm. this retains a sense of fun and also uh, keeps it old fashioned. Like the look of it is very old timey. Mm -hmm. Um, Jack doesn't look like he's a boxer in the 1980s. You know, he looks like something from the sixties or Mm -hmm. so it has, the style of it is beautiful, which I really enjoy. And I I kind of, you know, I I know that superhero comics exist in a different time frame and a different reality. And there's a kind of postmodernism to them because they're, they're so much of it is drenched in the sixties. And and yeah, it has all this futuristic stuff, and then we have to tell modern stories, and we have to kind of pretend like mobile phones were always around, even though they're, they're a new invention. And if we were keeping things, the, the time uh, matched how how things were going now, Daredevil would be in his seventies or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I do like that they kind of that that some of the stories retain some of that old. Law and mm-hmm. that old style, which uh, which is I think this is really good for that. You know, mm-hmm. it does a really good job of, of keeping it old timey. Feels like an old film. Yeah, yeah It even has like the, the beginning is very black and white, and then it kind of bleeds into color as mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah, Tim Tim Sell is great for mm-hmm. Daredevil.
0: Yeah, I wish you. I wish there was more Daredevil from yeah. him. Yeah,
1: he's kind of funny because it's like he's the the backgrounds are beautiful, uh-huh. and the figure, the superhero figure in is really cool the uh, but the faces are so like not cartoonish because that always has a negative sound to it but they're very comic booky and very yeah he has such a unique style yeah
0: and um, my favorite I mean because I, I it's a tie between this and yeah. um, I really like the long Halloween oh yeah same mm-hmm. creative team mm-hmm. same creative team Jeff Loeb and um, Tim Sell. and it's it's just the art works so well for the story yeah, and it's just the perfect amount of abstractness. Yeah. It's not too crazy, but it's still its own unique style, which yeah. is kind of, it, it, you can t- like, when you look at something that he's drawn, you can, you know, it's him like, yeah. with, without a doubt,
1: you know, mm-hmm. it's him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can trust the, when you see Jack's body in this with how you see him being killed in the man without fear, They make a point of like destroying everything about him in The Man Without Fear, whereas this just feels like a a mob hit in like the, in like an old 1940s movie. So, yeah. So I think it, I think it works great. I think as a, as a little, you know, a story that doesn't, there's a couple of things in here that I think uh, there's some like questions about the continuity that come up in this. I think there's one thing where is it? Oh, it's, um. Like the continuity clashes a little bit in the um, in the original comic and in this, Matt's in college when Jack dies, but I think um, Man Without Fear made it earlier, mm-hmm. so there's like a clash there. And um, Stick isn't in this at all, um, which is kind of nice. It does feel like a throwback, but it feels like a good. Mm-hmm. Honest throwback It feels like Because of how it's Presented as a story as well It's, it's Matt telling the story Right It feels like he, That stuff is just details he it, it doesn't cool. really need I, And I like
0: that The fact that it's literally The first seven issues Yeah Or six issues Six issues, yeah Like told again Yeah It's cool Yeah It's neat But it's different Yeah, I don't know I really like it mm.
1: It made me re- realize that the A lot of the superheroes If you think about it There's a lot of superheroes Where um, The origin can change but the superhero stays the same. Whereas there are some like the like Daredevil, Spider-Man, there's a whole bunch of superheroes where the origin is so perfect. The first issue of Daredevil is like the perfect origin issue yeah. that it doesn't need to change. Yeah. And this is one of those. So it's nice that this is that story and mm-hmm. then it extends beyond that. And it's kind of fun as well that it's, uh, you know, the fact that he, I mean, even it's, it's funny because you, uh, it's, we're saying the first six issues just because of what happens, but it's like it's the, it's the single D mm-hmm. throughout. Mm-hmm. And that change, I think the the double D didn't come until, was it issue...
0: Issue seven
1: is when it's we... when he is... met the Matador. Yeah, which is the issue five. Five, yeah. So it's like yeah. the first four issues. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, no, but this does more than just the first four. They
1: mention the Matador in passing. They yeah. mention him as a... Uh, as an aside, as a, like a, a yeah, newspaper. Yeah, he's on a newspaper. Virginia. Yeah.
0: Um, so we're going to go ahead and just kind of quickly go through the book here, just mm-hmm. do a, our normal little uh, rundown for, for listeners who want to follow along. Make sure you go
1: grab your coffee. We did yeah. want... We I couldn't w- find mine, but then I found it in the oh. pile. Of, that's one of the things we have in a huge collection of Daredevil comics, as I often misplace them. <laughs> um,
0: one thing uh, that we did want to mention before we go over this amazing book is... Um, that there is a little spoiler for those of you who um, are following along with us. Um, we're going to be going over something. We're going to be giving you some information um, that we won't hear about from several issues from now or several yeah. podcasts from now. Yeah.
1: So if you want to, if you want to keep the spoil. If you want to stay spoiler free, uh, when we get towards the end of the, the thing, we'll give you a little notice where you can skip ahead and avoid the spoiler. Um, so, Daredevil Yellow is a book that came out in, was it 2008, something like that? And it's uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale and uh, beautiful, beautiful coloring by um, uh, Matt, Matt Hollingsworth. Hollingsworth, yep. And um, Richard Starkin's Crafts Lettering, which is just a you know he's one of the the, mm-hmm. the big guys he's one of the first, he's like if you look at the later issues of daredevil he gets almost top billing <laughs> the lettering. it's kind of crazy but matt Hollinsworth's coloring is beautiful yes um it's like a, a almost washed out like you say a washed out kind of like the backgrounds look almost ink washed or watercolored, mm-hmm. but then everything else has this beautiful there's there's occasional bursts of solid bright colors um jeff Lowe was an interesting guy he started out as a screenwriter mm-hmm. um and he wrote uh he co-wrote teen wolf and wrote uh or co-wrote uh the the script to commander the um arnold Schwarzenegger movie mm-hmm. um and he kind of like I think he grew up liking comics and was friends with a few people involved in comics. And then he was invited to write for DC, I think first. Does that sound right?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he, he did, uh, he's done a lot of, he did a lot of work for DC. So mm-hmm. he did, he did hush, which is one of my all time right, yeah. favorite stories. Yeah. He did long Halloween. Um, he's done all the different color series. He's did The color series this for Marvel, which Marvel, is yeah.
1: Spider-Man blue, uh, Hulk gray and dead yellow. Um, and he was going to do Captain America White I believe was the that one. Um and he's he's well known for being a it's still being involved in film and television. Yeah, he um, he played
0: a real big role in the Netflix shows.
1: Yeah, he was involved mm-hmm. um he was involved with the series Heroes. Uh I think it, did he write just the comic of Buffy the Vampire Slayer but it was like around for that. I think it was just that. Um and he, uh, I think, I think Heroes was like the the big, big thing. Um, oh, there was a Flash that he was invited to write. He wrote a script for The Flash when he was working uh, for Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and, and like you said, the, he was involved in the Daredevil series and all of those, all of those Marvel things, mm-hmm. the TV, the Netflix series. Um, but yeah, he is. His first comic book work was Challenges of the Unknown, Volume Two, Numbers One to Eight, in 1991. So he'd been around for a while before then. Yeah, um, and it was that was with Tim Sale as well. He's worked a lot with Tim Sale. Uh, Hush, the other big story that he's known for it was with Jim Lee, but Tim Sale has pretty much been involved in almost every other thing he's done. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um and Tim Sale is, uh, uh, like I said, he has a beauty. I mean, his figure work is just gorgeous. Uh and his backgrounds, his artwork is is really, really gorgeous. His faces are very cartoonish and very expressive. Uh-huh. Um, so he's he's a he has a very, very distinct style. Very distinct. Um, we start with um it's nice because the very first page of this this book, I mean the, the cover of Issue one has a young Matt and Jack walking by uh, Fogwell's gym mm-hmm. uh, with Daredevil looming large above them all. And it's a real throwback look. It looks like something from like a, a flashback from the Godfather or something like yeah. that. <laughs> um, but the very first page has the, the old Here Comes Daredevil yeah, logo, It's so which cool. is great. It's great. Um, and um, I just wanted to say, like
0: all six of these issues, mm-hmm. like they feature amazing splash pages. Which, yeah. And i Page two and three. Yeah, they always have the double splash. It's doubles, double spat a double double page splash, and they are awesome. And yeah. and uh, the first one that we go through, uh, what we'll, we'll point out here that um, what what what's happening in Daredevil Yellow is Foggy uh, Matt's going through some stuff, and Foggy suggests that he write a letter to Karen. Yeah. and tell Karen how he feels. Yeah. So, all six of these issues. Are coming from Daredevil's
1: perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's him telling a story about when he first met Karen. Mm-hmm. It's a narration of their first meeting, it, and it's a narration of him becoming Daredevil and and Nelson and Murdoch Foreman and everything. But it's basically him writing this letter to right. uh, to Karen. Um, he says, you know, he's had a, he's having a really tough time. He's really missing her. Um and he, we start with him in his red costume. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful, like you said, the beautiful double splash where yeah. there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like seven. There's the the motion the, the buildings in the background. Oh, the, an- the buildings the, are beautiful. Yeah, the,
0: the angles that uh, that uh, he that Tim Cell uses, mm-hmm. like like you know you know in film terms, you know we're putting the camera low yeah. and shooting up high. It's just yeah. it it looks
1: so great. And there's a there's a it's kind of this this crazy reverse where he's looking down at Fogwell's gym that's boarded up and uh, it says there was a fire recently in there and he can still smell the old smells even though the acrid Mm -hmm. smell of the fire is is overwhelming Mm -hmm. his senses and it looks like everything about this it's it's all presented in black and white and washy except for Daredevil who is red and it looks like he's standing on a film lot it looks so unreal it's kind of otherworldly beautiful there's no no one else is around there's no cars around it just looks like like this old world that he's stepping into. And it yeah. starts with him stepping into the gym, and we see an old picture of uh, yeah. a, a, a it's poster. The, it's of the like old poster of Kid of Murdoch, Kid Murdoch. Yeah. yeah. Uh One of the ads for
0: one of Fight his fights. Him. And I love it that Daredevil, he takes off his glove and uses his hand to touch the poster mm-hmm. and to feel the Kid Murdoch words. And, yeah, uh, Kid
1: Murdoch and more, I believe, is And, and
0: Fogwell's gym, that, you know, where he's inside, it is like trash beaten old and yeah. been left for death. I mean, yeah. it, it is like in terrible shape. All the windows are broken. It's condemned yeah, leaks everywhere. It, yeah, it is. It is in bad shape. And then when daredevils in there, um, that's at the very end that he goes, uh, I'm not sure what I should be writing to you, but I thought if I went back to the beginning,
1: mm-hmm so you could help me find the man without fear again. Exactly. So this so is we go back and in a beautiful like Technicolor moment, the the, the colors come flooding in at this point, uh-huh. and we open up with uh, it's a
0: cool it's a cool transition because
1: yeah. the transition is foggy, reading
0: a, a newspaper article about Kid Mur- Murdoch when he when he won a fight, yeah. and what the previous page was was a poster of, of oh, the fight. fight yeah and it's just a cool little transition yeah. that they used and we start with Matt in college like Jamie was talking about and and Foggy is um it's kind of fun because Foggy is like Kid Murdoch's biggest fan mm-hmm. and it was just kind of cool so he must've been pretty excited to have uh, Matt as his uh, roommate there because you know it's like it's like a celebrity you know the yeah, son exactly. of a celebrity yeah. and so he's telling Matt like hey you know there's a fight in town we got to go see it um, but first they're going to have dinner with Dad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. First, Matt's going to study for the, the yeah. taught exams, and then they're going to go have dinner. Then, with dad. Then go have dinner with yeah, Dad, which establishes that, like, the the you know Foggy is being led by wanting to see fun things and go out for meals, and and Matt's like, okay, we can do all that, but, but we got to study gotta first. Study. And
0: man, and, and when they go to dinner, it's so fun because the way that um, uh, kid Murdoch is presented here, mm-hmm. it's so fun. He's so happy he's he a feels, gentleman he's an old style he, gentleman that's he, just on top of the world he's on top of the world he's loving life big smiles telling and, stories and this is in the he's been working with the fixture for a while mm-hmm. and this is in the middle of that yeah. so so we we, we we go to the part where um he's been winning and been winning and been winning and so he's happy 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 yeah. even though you know he knows something's going on that he's winning all these matches yeah he does
1: yeah he knows but and, he, and also you know he's got a uh a, a a money pin full of dollar bills and $100 bills at that. And uh, he's, he's shaking a bottle of ketchup and it opens, pops open, and he hits a young lady on the back and he offers to buy them dinner. And it's all very Ladies, charming.
0: I cannot be more sorry. I just don't know my own strength. <laughs> let me buy you all dinner. Yeah. Pulls me, out a wad
1: of cash. Yeah. He's living the high life he's right now. He's living the high life. It, it, and this is this is cool because it doesn't, uh, you know, later on it's retcon that he was a, an enforcer for the fixer. Mm-hmm. Again, there's that, that Man Without Fear contrast where it's like everything has to be seeped in misery and <laughs> and horror, whereas this is like the old Technicolor version of the story. Um, we cut straight to the fight. We have um, the, the fight that... Oh. that the, the battling Jack kid Murdoch has been told to throw yeah, and he's fighting crusher Krill, who is the absorbent man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been told to go down. I can't remember which, uh, which it's, it's changed so many times over the years, which round he's supposed to go down in. I can never remember exactly what it is, but
0: I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but we, we get a shot of the fixer leaning in real close. Once, uh, um, Murdoch is knocked to the ground and he goes, yeah. Hey, like, you know, you know, you got to, you know, you got to take the dive, lay yeah. down, and then uh, Murdoch lay down says, like a good boy. Yeah, Murdoch says, "Screw you." Yeah, um, and then there's a little internal monologue of dialogue, or there's um, some some of da- uh, Daredevil's um, yeah, some of the letter the and, narration, and and uh, he goes, "Foggy didn't know it then, but I didn't need to have eyesight to know my dad was looking right at me." Yeah, and it, this has always been every version that you hear of Daredevil's origin, anything that involves his dad. It always is the same thing. he does not go down mm-hmm. for his son because he wants to be there for his son, and he wants his son to believe in him yeah and and he thinks it's more important than money than fame than success is is to you know, yeah, is to make his son proud of him. Yeah, that and whole
1: idea of like it's not how you go down; it's how you get back up. That's it, a- exactly.
0: Um. So he probably knows some bad things are going to happen because he's choosing to do this. But yeah. also, the fact is, everyone thought that he would lose because you know, like you can't beat this guy is a contender for the championship. Yeah. There's absolutely no way you can beat him. But what does he do? I mean, that you know, that's the, the strength of the heart. Yeah. He goes and he wins. He's successful, and then there is an amazing double page splash yeah. again where you have a shot of Matt Murdoch and Foggy just celebrating yeah. and uh and uh, Kid Murdoch's hand is up in the air yeah, battling he's wearing Jack Murdoch the yellow
1: the yellow shorts as well we should mm-hmm. mention that his shorts the are yellow, yellow shorts, his lucky color he mentions he's got a tie on earlier on that's yellow that he says this these are my lucky colors um and we see the fixer and uh his cohort Slade mm-hmm. looking alongside and they look just look like you know it's a, they've they've lost money on this yeah. and they've had enough. And there is a This is this is like beautiful. This next sequence is just it's worth looking at just from a the, like the simplicity of the storytelling, how well it's done. So we have uh, Jack is back in the 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 changing rooms, I guess, and um, Matt and Foggy come to visit him. They're talking about how great it is, and he says, "You know, we're going to go out and celebrate." Um, and then he says, uh, "I got to take care of some business first so you know, go home and wait for me there. And he says, here, take this. This is my, my, um, robe, my robe. Yeah. And he says, uh, aren't you going to need that for when you go for the title fight? Cause this was the precursor to the title fight. This mm-hmm. was the, the, this fight, whoever won this fight would get a shot at the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he says, no, um, I don't, I, am done. I'm out. I'm stopping while I'm at the top. There's no way I can beat this. I've, I, this is as far as I go. And then he hands it over. And he says, you know, a man. He says a man should leave a party when it's roaring. And uh, and Matt in the the monologue in the uh, the narration says that was the last thing his dad ever said to him. And then it's just this beautiful panel that's completely black except for the door open, and we see Slade and uh, the Fixer mm-hmm. standing in there, just saying Jack. Yeah. And then oh, oh, this next sequence this is, is so a, yeah, cool. This sequence is so, incredible. so
0: so. Matt is sleeping. Um, in the apartment, Foggy is sleeping on the couch. Um, mm-hmm. They're waiting for uh, Battle and Jack to come back, and all of a sudden we hear a gunshot, mm-hmm. blam, and it's a shot of uh, Matt's eyes. They open up wide, and uh, behind him, you can see a photo of his father. It's such yeah, it's such a cool visual. Uh, yeah. Visual panel there. We hear um, a
1: siren of a police car or an ambulance mm-hmm. coming, and and Foggy stirs and, and says Matt in a confused way, and we see Matt has jumped out the window and just and is running.
0: And it's a cool it's a cool synchros too because he even says like I don't know if I actually heard the shot or I dreamt it, but something brought me to that alley, mm-hmm. and he heads over there, and as we all know, he finds his dad uh, dead on the ground. Mm-hmm. A shot in the back by as we know the the fixer and um, Slade. Slade Slade is the, the one who the, pulled the yeah, trigger the, so the cops have to stop Matt and it's funny because Foggy ends up showing up and it's like Matt how'd you get down here yeah he and says
1: let him go the, the police are holding him he says let him go can't you see he's blind and Yeah, the policeman says he didn't seem blind the way he was yeah. moving and Matt says you know he's it's." he says Foggy never mentioned it Foggy never brought up the fact that I'd got there I just if, if he ever had I would have just said I was following the sounds and yeah. Um and then Matt is he sees his dad and he's crying and says that he loves him, but he's but Jack's gone. Uh, we have a little moment in court where the lawyers, the slick lawyers come in and and, and, and they yeah, they slayed get slayed off. They get slayed off, yeah. yeah it's which is circumstantial. Court. They find pistachio nuts. Mm -hmm. at the scene and and, uh, Slade is a big fan of of, pistachios of of pistachios yeah there's not much of a case there
0: so then we get a little kind of a quick quick flash or a quick little uh, advance in story uh, uh, what is that called montage a little montage Mm -hmm. where you know um, Matt graduates college and uh, valedictorian valedictorian yeah and then I love this this is Matt making the costume, and he yeah. does it over a couple of pages. And mm-hmm. he's, he said he sp- stayed up all night. I think it was all night he did it over one night. Mm-hmm. And he's sewing together gloves, sewing together the costume, making it all. From out. the robe, from his dad's robe. Yeah, from the robe. And then we get, like, the, the first issue ends with the first time we see Daredevil in his yellow costume. And it is just superb. Yeah.
1: It's it's so cool. Yeah, he's ready to go. He's going to go. Yep. Um, the cover to issue two, we see, uh, Matt practicing and we see a, an image of Matt hitting a punching bag and then up in the looming over it, we see Daredevil throwing a similar kind of punch. Uh, we see her, the, the, uh, Fogwell's gym looking in better condition. We even see the poster in the background. And then we have the moment where he goes, uh, which is a recreation of issue one. Mm-hmm. He goes to the, the, where the, the gang are hanging out. And, and and lays they're playing poker. and he lays a smack down. This yeah. is that double page They kind page of laugh sp- at him and they say, Who do you think yeah. you are? And he says, I'm Daredevil. And they will start laughing. And he says, You know, that's not exactly the response I was looking for in the double page spread again. It's the the, oh, the motion. It is so good. He's beating the crud out of these guys. Yeah.
0: And uh yeah, so we get an awesome fight scene, and you know, Daredevil's picking people up, throwing them all around, and then so Slade and the fixer are shooting bullets at him, mm-hmm. and um they end up he, he ends up doing the most acrobatic bullet dodge I think I've probably ever seen yeah. in a comic book, where where he's he's able to avoid the bullets like he avoids magically. every bullet. I don't know how he does it.
1: And then he he fights. He he uses the. It's the first time we see him using the billy club. Uh, takes mm-hmm. out the gun from Slade's hand, I think, and then kicks Slade in the face. They they fall down into the gym and they're fighting in the gym. Uh, the fixer runs for it while. Um, Daredevil Daredevil actually
0: picks up the gun and sticks the gun in yeah. Slade's face. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, why did you kill Jack Murdock? Or he why says, did you shoot this, him in this the Is this the gun that you used? Yeah, yeah, is this the gun you used? And everyone's like, why do you care about... Like Jack Murdoch, you know, He's that's a bum. A, that's a, he's a bum. That's not <laughs> yeah. a name you should say. Well, in, anyways, meanwhile, while he's attacking Slade, the fixer runs out the door. So Matt ends up chasing him, Yeah, um, chooses not to shoot um, Slade in the face, ends up chasing him, you know, he's jumping on top of cars, goes down into the subway, which is the same way. Mm-hmm. And then once they get into the subway, he doesn't use the garbage can to no, knock that's him out. has been written out of everything. That, yeah, that's been written <laughs> out of everything. But he chases um, the fixer down into the tracks and... Yeah. And as before, um, he ends up having a heart attack
1: and dying. Yeah, the fixer's heart gives out before Matt can even get to him. Yeah. And he drops to the ground. There's a there's a sequence where he's standing on the tracks and the train's coming towards him. And he uses the billy club to send the, the signal, the the crossing signal over. over so the that train way the train, train him. misses him, yeah. So we, we see him throwing the thing around going, donk, 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 sort of bouncing around. The train goes by. And, and, and this is nice because he says, you know, normally... Um, a, a big part of the Daredevil story is that he'll go down into a subway and he'll be like, "The sounds are overwhelming, the echoes, I can't handle it." But he says, "You know, even over the roar of the subway, the train going right next to him, he can tell, he can hear that the the fixer's heart has stopped, that he's mm-hmm. dead." Um, the The police the police show up, yeah, and this is a kind of a cool little moment where they're
0: like, "Hey, who the heck is that?" And that's where they find out and they first meet Daredevil, mm-hmm. and now it's out that there is a new superhero new in superhero New York City.
1: Yeah. Yep. So he says, you know, this is the fixer. He's dead. Um, If you go up to the gym, you'll find Slade. He will tell you everything that he's the guy that killed uh, Battling Jack Murdoch. Go get him. And then we see we have a quick little sequence where Foggy is uh, He's interviewing secretaries, secretaries, and yeah. he is
0: so tired, so exhausted. Yeah. All these secretaries have these weirdest demands. Like, yeah. I can only work; I can't work Mondays, Thursdays, and every other Friday, Is that a problem? Like, Jane yeah. smoke is that a problem? Pr- <laughs> I have a baby with pr- <laughs> projectile vomiting. this is kind of this is is kind, that, is is kind is kind that of, a problem? The
1: baby throws up on on Foggy, and then what the mom says is kind of terrifying. And she says, uh, "Winston, when I get you home, you're getting such a beat." In <laughs> <laughs> it's like that is well, a baby
0: lady. Well, anyway, so Matt ends up coming back, and uh, when he comes back, we find out that there was one other person who came at the very end to get yeah. interviewed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, oh man, the artwork is so good. I, we, yeah. can't, we don't have enough time to talk about every single panel, but oh my goodness, like, like, the, like, uh, there's a one page where Matt is just exhausted, or sorry, Foggy is just exhausted from interviewing people all day with his head down on the desk, and it's three identical panels. Mm-hmm. And it's conversation between somebody standing in the doorway, which we find out is Karen Page, and uh, Foggy. It's going back and forth. The conversation is, and the only thing that's changing in the panel is is Foggy a little bit. Like he'll hold his hand up, he'll turn and look. But I yeah. love it when they do that. When they keep everything the same, and because what you could do is you could do one one big panel mm-hmm. and have all the dialogue in it. Yeah. But instead they break it up and it helps slow it down a little bit. Yeah, it does. Without giving you too much to read and make it less exhausting to read, mm-hmm. which I know sounds funny because we're reading picture books. But, you know, it's just it's just a great way of uh, of using panels. Reading good, them the picture books. Yeah, good panel usage. So anyway, so Matt ends up showing up. And at that moment he walks in. And uh, that's where he first meets Karen yeah. Page.
1: Foggy's on top of the world. He's up and, and yeah. about again. And he, so he says, This is our new secretary. And she says, Oh, does that mean I got the job? And he says that, you know, he, he didn't need his eyesight to know that he was looking at the most beautiful woman in the world at this point. Um, then issue oh. three. So issue I three th- is the
0: fun. Th- this <laughs> is fun. So um, I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the podcast that um, this moment is when um, the Fantastic Four show up. Uh, issues one and two are the first issue yeah. of of Daredevil. <clears throat> issue three of this now is issue two of Daredevil, yeah. and this is when the Fantastic Four show up. This is the whole battle with Electro, mm-hmm. and they show up because they need some lawyering yeah. from from Matt. And if you guys remember from issue two, this is the exact same thing: is they com- thing comes crashing in through the window. Um, When they're on the Fantastic Car, up at the level of the um, Mm -hmm. whatever floor that the um, that the office, the Nelson and Murdoch's office. I think they have it
1: as the third floor, but uh, the American third
0: floor. The first page is a splash of the thing, and then the second page is one of my all-time favorite splash pages ever. It's a double-page splash, and it's a shot of the Fantastic Car with all four all four members of the Fantastic Four. While we've got inside the window of Nelson and Murdoch, we've got. Foggy Karen and Matt, and, and we've got a truck down below, mm-hmm. buildings, the background, everything looks amazing. And you can see the thing from behind as his head is in through the glass. So, yeah. what this is, is this the exact same thing that happened in issue two, only the panel is now from the outside. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. You guys got to check it out. <laughs> guys and gals, everybody, check it out.
1: And then um, we we have a little moment where Mr. Fantastic says, I'd like to hire you, son. And he says, uh, he keeps calling him Mr. Murdoch and he says, you know, I prefer to be called Matt. Uh,
0: did you see, there's a, there's a line where Invisible Girl goes, Benjamin J. Grimm, we do not refer
1: to lawyers as shysters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they're they they they're hired. They have their first clients. They're very happy. And they do a little dance. Uh, Foggy and Karen do a little dance and mm-hmm. they're laughing. And then... Um, you know, they. they always, uh, Tim Sale makes a point of really beautifying every, every now and then he'll have like a beauty shot of Karen while mm-hmm. she's looking at Matt um, to really get it home. And then Matt does a little thing where he changes, because you remember in the comic he changes to go over to the Fantastic Tower, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Baxter Building. Baxter Building, yeah. Yeah. So he changes to get over there just quickly. Um, and so we have another little spread of him running and jumping over rooftops, very happy. He's got a smile on his face. He's got the backpack oh i know i love Which that great. it's so good <laughs> and he's sliding he does a great thing where he uses one of the clubs to slide along a power cable mm-hmm. um and he gets there and he changes and then um he's going to a bar to meet up with foggy and karen uh, later in the the day and he gets there and they're in the back there's a bunch of uh, college kids that are kind of being a little rude and a little rowdy and they're they're playing pool in the back and um they mentioned that they've been waiting for Matt to come they've been like they foggy's been saying oh my friend will be able to beat all of you he'll be able to take you all on and he comes in and they start making blind jokes and they're like <laughs> uh you know they're saying they 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 call foggy fat boy they call Matt Helen Keller and we have a little moment where it's <laughs> like uh, uh Matt says rack him up yeah and, and then so so they were making
0: fun of Helen Keller yeah. so what Matt does while he is it's like the uh, what's he, it called the the
1: Roxanne, yeah, with Steve Martin movie.
0: So yeah. while he is, uh, of course,
1: you know, cleaning up, cleaning table. up
0: the table, um, he d- tells a whole bunch of, of Helen Keller jokes. Yeah, and then at the very end, after he beats him, and uh, obviously, you know, five
1: dollars a ball, is five dollars a ball. Says.
0: He tells him, he goes, um, <clears throat> "Thank you for holding my jacket, Karen." And then he talks about how uh, he goes, uh, "The problem with Helen Keller jokes is that um, he goes, I hate them."
1: Yeah. Now he says that it, the first thing he says is, "Do you know the problem with Helen Keller jokes, Foggy?" And you Foggy go, smiles and says, "You've heard them all in you've Braille." You've heard them all in Braille before. While yeah. he's taking the money from the kids, he puts Foggy and Karen into a cab and says, "Hey, get 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 her home." And then she drives off, and then he walks over to the alley, and then he says, "Okay, you can come out now." And the three college kids come out. They're, they're carrying yeah, weapons. Well, they're carrying the the the, the, the pool Q- club. Yeah, the 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 the, Q, the What is it called? Q, Q-, Q- mm-hmm. stick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I called it a pool club, but yeah. that's an uh, acoustic.
0: And 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 they come out and they're going to beat him up because uh, they know that they've been hustled.
1: Yeah, they say you've been hustled. We've been hustled, and we don't even think you're blind. And he says, "Well, you're wrong about one thing. I am blind." Mm-hmm. And then they attack, and he is able to take all of them out quite quickly yeah and
0: that's where he tells them that he doesn't like helen
1: keller jokes. yeah that's where he says i don't like the <clears throat> helen keller jokes and he runs away and swings away while they're all down in the alleyway he goes to visit slade in in jail there's a there's a great picture of uh, image a panel of of slade smiling and it's the most horrifying <laughs> looking thing. i know it disgusting and slade is basically he, matt goes there and says i want to know who hired you i want to know who the guy behind the fix is who gives the fixer his orders and then and and Slade says you're never going to find out. I've yeah. got kids. I'm not stupid. I'm not going to give you any information. Um, and then he says, "Can you can you bring in some pistachio nuts? They don't have them in prison. <laughs> I, I need my fix." <laughs> yeah. Then we have <laughs> a moment, and I was trying to remember. It's been a while since we read back there. But there's the woman who comes. Is that from? Is that the owl? The woman who comes before yes. the owl. Yeah. Yes, it is. So there's the woman Grace who comes before the owl. She comes in and says, "It's." does she call the owl her husband or is it?
0: Yeah, my husband, he was a good man. He mm-hmm. was an important man, um, and I and I did some things, some terrible things, but I did did them to protect him. So she's looking to uh, get protection from these lawyers, yeah. and uh, and then she changes her mind. She's like, you know what? I shouldn't have been here. And uh, then that's when the owl shows up, um, and then that ends up taking us to chapter four of the book, which mm-hmm. takes... Oh, and, and meanwhile, through all this, we should just kind of mention this, through all this, when we hear... Um, uh, what Daredevil's saying in his letter, he's mm-hmm. talking about how he feels about Karen. Yeah. That is happening throughout this whole thing, where yeah. he says, you know, like, you know, the way you smell, like that, you know, just you being in the room. Every time you look at me. Yeah, I should have told you from the beginning, I, I fell in love with you the moment that we yeah. met, all this type of stuff. Yeah, so and you
1: remember in those early issues that Foggy also <clears throat> had a thing for yeah. Karen, so there's a lot of that being kind of touched upon. So here.
0: issue three ends with a, with a splash page of the owl, which mm-hmm. Tim Sale draws very creepily, which is yeah. perfect. And um, that takes us to chapter four, which is titled
1: Never Lead With Your Left. Yeah, which which finishes off issue two of the original series Uh where he takes on Electro. Yep. And uh, we see him, he's fighting Electro. um, In the top of Baxter building. Yeah. And then he ends up, they kind of take the fight out to Radio City. Which is the
0: same thing that happened in the issue, which Mm -hmm. is what's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great panel um, that I've seen a lot. Um, yeah, that one, mm-hmm. which is I just pointed out to Jamie. It's a panel from a low angle of Daredevil jumping off of a building with yeah. his billy club swinging out. Swinging out. You've seen this panel lots of places. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: it's a very famous one. So the double page spread in this is Electro Punch in Daredevil mm-hmm. with all of this uh, building, and so we, we find out that Electro is there to basically steal some. He's doing like uh, he's industrial get, sabotage. Yeah, he's the getting Fantastic
0: the paperwork to sell the secrets of the inventions, mm-hmm. and uh, so it ends as Jamie was saying. The battle ends up going to Radio City Music Hall. And it's kind of funny, because so Daredevil easily takes out Electra with the help of um, some water, some sprinklers <laughs> some sprinklers, and then afterwards all the you know like the raquettes or the the the, the dancers, yeah they're all just surrounding him and, and and they're like, "Oh my gosh, he's so handsome, so close. Wish my boyfriend had these muscles. Yeah Are you married, Mr. Daredevil? <laughs> Do you have a girlfriend, Mr Daredevil? yeah, and um, this is,
1: this, is the, this is the issue that kind of flips Daredevil over from being a this is where he goes from being the street level. Uh, a superhero to mm-hmm. be in a superhero because this is the first time he's fought a, a super, super villain. villain. Yeah. Yeah. And Electro makes a point of mentioning him saying you're trying to make a name for yourself by, and he says, you know, you should, he says, uh, he says, uh, out to make a name for yourself. Is that it, Daredevil? You figure bringing in a super villain is going to get the you into the Avengers or something. Well, not on my dime, pal. You stick with small time wise guys and their pop guns. Mm hmm. So after uh, Daredevil, by the way, Daredevil really likes being
0: surrounded by all the dancers. Oh, he gets excited. He gets very excited. He gets, he gets his um, adrenaline me, Meanwhile, back at Nelson and Murdoch, uh, we have a cool little moment here where um, Daredevil swings past the window and Karen sees it. And it starts her infatuation mm-hmm. with Daredevil. And obviously this upsets Foggy because, as Jamie just said, Foggy's infatuated with Karen. Yeah. As is, as is Matt. So um when Matt shows up like there's a lot of banter, there's a lot of chit-chat that ends up happening mm-hmm. throughout the, these next couple issues where Karen is constantly telling Foggy and Matt information about Daredevil. Yeah. And Matt's just probably loving it and and yeah, Foggy is pushing it all down and, but he loves it. And Foggy is, you know, like why do you care about this guy for? You know, I'm standing right in front of you. It's me. It's Mr. Nelson.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then um uh, Matt's, she says, oh, I saw that new superhero and, uh, she says, I really like him and is very excited. And Matt says, Oh, I like Spider-Man. It's, that's, that he's one of my favorites. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it's funny too, because at this point, um, I, I don't know how long it actually is in the stories uh, mm-hmm. when Daredevil fought Electro. I'm going to say it's, he's, Daredevil has been around a month, which means Karen's probably been around a month. Yeah. So there's a line here where, um, uh, Matt goes, so Karen, this Daredevil, he's not your boyfriend or anything, right? And then uh, she goes, what? Of course not, Mr. Murdoch. I don't have a boyfriend. And, and then both, fo- them. both Foggy and Matt are like, you
1: don't? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> we know what Foggy's thinking. <laughs> yeah.
1: So they have a cute little moment where the team go bowling. Yeah, and Matt says, you know, um, the, the, Foggy the, says, you bowling, you, you yeah. never liked it. You couldn't tell one thing from the other, and he goes, eh, you know, let's give it a go. So they have a, a moment where they get to share some time together. Yeah,
0: and it's, it's that classic thing where you know normally you have the guy gets behind the girl mm-hmm. and helps and helps teach her how to bowl just so he can get close to her and kind of rub his body up against her. You know, it's it's been done a million <laughs> times. Yeah, um, this is the reverse of that where Karen is actually yeah. helping Matt and, and I think this, he says this is the first time that you touched me yeah. uh, Or but he gets excited when uh, she helps him bowl and he, and he knocks down a pin which we all know he probably could have hit strikes every time if yeah, he exactly. isn't it so funny that it, it's okay for him to show Foggy that he's amazing at pool yeah. but he can't be good at bowling <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, then we have a rather dark moment where Matt goes to see uh, Slade get the electric chair and he talks about how he thought it would help. You know, he thought it. Um, Foggy and Karen both said you shouldn't go, but he said that he wanted to be there. He wanted the lawyer part of him wanted to know what an execution was like, and the good son wanted to see it through to the end. Um, he says, you know, it's it's a nice contrast because he fought Electro at mm-hmm. the beginning, and it was this colourful moment where he was having fun. But then he says, this the, there's nothing colourful or nice about this. There's nothing fun. There's no. There's nothing good. It's just the smell of a man dying, and it's horrendous. Yeah, it's a tr- and it, it really kind
0: of <laughs> shows the type of guy that Slade was because he probably could have been given the opportunity to not have the death sentence mm-hmm. if he would have helped in bringing down, you know, the Whoever fixtures organization the, yeah. and all that type of stuff. But he's he really held true to what he said when he goes, you know, I have a family, yeah. and I'm not going to give you information, and so he ends up losing his life through mm-hmm. In the, that didn't happen in the comic books, right? There, no, we, no never see yeah, we never see Slade after the first yeah. issue. So that's kind of cool. That, yeah. that kind of filled in that gap right there.
1: Yeah. Um, then Matt goes, he, he goes back to his, uh, he, he's sitting in his dad's apartment looking at a picture of his dad and crying. Then he goes back to work the next day and Foggy's there and he says, you know, I'm going to, I've got, I'm a little excited because I'm going to ask Karen to marry me.
0: That is just how, <coughs> that's how quick those guys work. Yeah. Holy Toledo.
1: And Matt kind of has a look of
0: like, ooh, oh. really, dude? <laughs> so we find out that Karen was kidnapped. Yes. She was disappeared. So issue five starts out with this really, really cool sequence. That's incredible. Where Daredevil is standing on top of the Empire State Building, mm-hmm. listening. He's yeah. he's saying, just tell me where you are. Speak my name. And this is the first time that he's really used his superhero, super hearing. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I mean gosh the way that Jeff uh, the way that Tim Sale draws buildings like just Daredevil is completely in the dark looking over the entire uh
1: looking over the entire city just listening yeah. he's and looking it, from from the Empire State building mm-hmm. down south across Manhattan and so basically. so
0: he's hearing all these conversations mm-hmm. he's hearing everything and and through and through focus he's able to hear Karen's voice and uh and, and and I think the exact thing that she says is, um, Mr. Murdoch is blind, and blind men elicit certain sympathy from a jury. Now, where is it at? Uh,
1: he says uh, the first thing he hears is Mr. Murdoch. Mr. Murdoch. Yeah, he'll realize I'm missing. He'll call the police and. And yeah, he won't go to the police if he doesn't want and to be so on this page.
0: Yeah, and so Daredevil is swinging through New York, and he's saying, "Keep talking, Karen. Keep talking." Yeah. And he's able to find her uh, inside the financial bake. She is um, just like in the in the comic books. Yeah, she is inside of a bird cage.
1: Yeah, this is issue three that mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of covering now. She's been—you remember—the uh, owl came in and and creeped around for a bit, and then he took Karen hostage and put her inside a giant bird cage. Um and. Daredevil gets there. He's able to bend the bars and get her out. And as they're leaving, he says, he tells her to run. You know, he says, uh, run, Karen. Don't stop for anything until you
0: reach the police. And she goes, Karen? Like, how did you know my, know my 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 voice? And he goes, that's easy, Karen. I've seen you in my dreams ever since I can't remember. It's so funny because, like, that's the way that they used to talk. Back in comic book, like in the 60s and stuff. So this book does a great job Mm -hmm. of even though it's kind of, you know, it's a modern version or it's not a modern version, but it's written, you know, in the modern times, he still uses some of that cute little, you know, banter between characters that you got back in the 60s.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was very much, you know, this was the era of uh, romance books were very popular back then. So yeah. uh, even the mainstream comics always had some kind of uh, love triangle or something going on. This is also uh, in uh, at this moment, when he first arrives, he says to Karen, don't be afraid. And she says, why aren't you afraid? And he kind of shrugs it off, says, should I be? And she says, oh, I see. Daredevil, the man without fear. And that's the first time that he gets the name in this story. Mm-hmm. The man without fear is his nickname. And uh, then the owl swoops in Oh, they,
0: so menacing. And they yeah. made the owl very, very a lot different. Yeah, like,
1: they have him as a clawed creature. Yeah, that clawed hands, around.
0: clawed feet. Mm-hmm. And he's flying around and picks up Daredevil, drops him, and then they have this this huge fight that ends up taking him outside over yeah. the over the ocean, which I believe is what Hudson happened. Bay in, the, in, in, the, in in the comic yeah. book, yeah. And Daredevil is able to kind of tackle him into the water and and the owl while underneath the water is trying to suffocate daredevil yeah and daredevil gets to away. strangle him with the, the line yeah, exactly these, yeah strangle oh, him and, Dar- so. and daredevil gets away and then assumes that the owl is killed underneath yeah. the water because he mm-hmm. doesn't
1: come up yeah um
0: yeah oh man the, the artwork is so good
1: yeah we cut to the next morning and and karen and matt are up in the offices and and karen's retelling matt what had happened and how daredevil fought and she's kind of acting it out for him it's, it's such very a cute, cute. moment yeah. yeah it's written so cute too uh-huh. yeah and then they kind of she she's like shirts he says you know and then he threw a punch and she spins around and falls into matt's arms and this is just as foggy's walking up he's got the the box with the ring in and a bunch of roses and he sees uh matt and karen kind of looking very lovey-dovey um and you know matt says the, the way you talk about daredevil a regular a regular guy wouldn't have much of a chance that is if you still don't have a boyfriend and Karen says why do you have someone in mind and says you're not jealous of Daredevil are you Mr. Murdoch and he yeah. carries on saying you know you know no I don't think I can match someone flying around a superhero and all that and it becomes very playful but Foggy's walked away at this point and thrown away the roses and I know and I
0: feel so bad for Foggy yeah.
1: and that kind of matches what happened in the, the comic there was yeah. that was a whole
0: um, so now this is the last issue. This is where we get a fun little uh,
1: matador appearance. Yeah, very brief. This is, this is issue four, but mm-hmm. um, it has a little jump in the... Karen is reading the newspaper talking about Matador no more in the Daily Bugle. She's a Daily Bugle reader. As she mentioned earlier um, the Matador is issue five and Kilgrave is issue four, but it's kind of like a nice jump because who cares about the Matador? I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: they just throw that little plug yeah. in there to get another thing in there. So yeah. Karen is reading about the Matador, and then we get a sequence of where Daredevil had beaten him up. It's like a little like yeah. like up and up in the sky. We you know what we're talking about. We see that while the rest of the story is going on, and and as Matt is you know kind of flirting with. Karen, a little bit, we have Foggy popping in and out saying, He's like, getting you, angry. Like, you guys be quiet. What are you doing? In he's there? become I, angry for Yeah, he's um, not happy, obviously, because uh, you know, he feels like he's losing out on Karen to Matt.
1: Yeah, there's a great there's a bit where she's reading what happened in the story, and she says, Uh, she mentions that the newspaper calls Daredevil a bright young hero. And Matt says, "Do they really call him a bright young hero? I never thought of him as young. Now Spider Man, he seemed young to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a kind of nice little throwback to him, always calling Spider Man a young kid to get him angry. Yeah. Um, so he's still angry. He's throwing phones so, around. So again. this
0: takes us to issue uh, four, like four. We we're talking mm-hmm. about, which is Purple Man, and it's the same thing that happened in issue four. Uh, Matt and uh, Karen they go over to to see him in prison, yeah. and Purple Man." automatically like every other guy falls for Karen yeah. and decides that he's going to steal her for him and what we you know he uses his persuasive power yeah. to have her follow him and and help and have the the guard release him from prison yeah. and,
1: and we th- see the, we see the people coming under his spell because they mm-hmm. turn a, a slight shade of purple and i think
0: that's a great coloring technique yeah. is mm-hmm. that everyone who is under mis- or under the purple man's spell is is colored purple yeah and and the key thing is the same it's the same thing as in issue four is that uh, matt uh his power does not work on matt
1: yeah that it was able to uh, to to hold him off. but
0: but once again he has to keep his secret identity secret so mm-hmm. he does so he lets him get away with karen yeah
1: he lets him get away and then does a quick change we get another double page spread which is beautiful where the police are ordered to take Daredevil out. So he's jumping, avoiding their shots while uh, Kilgrave and Karen are getting into a cab in the background and driving off. And then we see the police break the spell because they go back to their normal coloring. And they're like, oh, hey, Daredevil, how about an autograph? Daredevil (laughs) swings off and... Look at the buildings, Jamie. The buildings are beautiful. It's so... He's swinging off and he's going to find Purple Man. He gets there just as Kilgrave is being... Extremely creepy. He's yeah, like, he meant to strip off. He has
0: and, Karen strip off her clothes, and then when the door, when, the, when there's a knock at the door, he, yeah. he goes like, you know, you might want to cover up, love, while I tip the. W- in yeah, a boom. Does he,
1: does he give him an English accent? Is that what the oh, love I guess, part is? I guess
0: so. Yeah. So, um, Daredevil with <laughs> takes the uh, the the room service cart, slams it into Purple Man, uh-huh. and then they get into a fight. And as if you guys remember, so what ends up happening is is that Daredevil. Uh, the fight goes out on the balcony and purple man ends up stopping daredevil by saying karen get up on top and jump off mm-hmm. so she gets into position she's holding waiting for the word to jump so now matt's like okay this is not good so she jumps so daredevil jumps off the building uses the billy club swings and saves her they have a little bit of a moment together mm-hmm. um and and there's lo- a great this sequence is, yeah go is ahead yeah. perfect yeah. so
1: so she there's two things that happens one is that she says you know Are you always going to be there to save me? Which is like a beautiful, it's foreshadowing the hell out of what's coming. And uh, two, the other thing is that she says, uh, why do you wear yellow? And he says, why do I wear yellow? She says, well, I was just thinking, if you're going to be a devil, wouldn't red be more appropriate? He says, do you like red, Karen? She says, it's my favorite color. So it's that nice little <laughs> why he changed his costume moment. Um, then we have the moment, which is a, a repeat, where uh, Kilgrave comes down and is about to tell everyone around to kill Daredevil, but Daredevil manages to take the uh, a, a banner off of the hotel, which wraps him up. This is actually different than how it happened in yeah. the comic
0: books. In the comic books, um, he had uh, he had two things inside of his billy club. He had a tape recorder where he got the confession, mm-hmm. and then he, he had another part where it he released it sack. released a plastic <laughs> sack out of out of his billy club. Yeah, that was going to be one of the questions I asked you uh, before I was uh, looking right. through uh, the different <laughs> things.
1: But yeah, yeah. So he he takes out Kilgrave, swings away, and then he drops
0: have- Karen and leaves Karen with Foggy. Yeah. And uh, you know she is just completely starch struck with Daredevil.
1: Yeah, and then we have a moment where where Foggy mentions that you know, I I was going to go through of it. I was going to ask her to marry me, and um, he says, you know, I'm bowing out. She's all yours. And she comes in, and this is the first time she says, "Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Foggy." And he's like, "What happened to Mr. Mr. Murdoch, Murdoch and Mr. Mr. Nelson?" Nelson. Yeah. And she says, "You know, I'm I'm fine. I'm uh, Daredevil's taking me out swinging around town. He's going to paint the town red, I believe were his exact words. And they make it. They have a cute little like uh, oldie oldie yeah. movie star what a light off. After you, you Mister Murdoch.
0: No, after you, Mister Nelson.
1: <laughs> um, and so that 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 kind that, of concludes the flashback. It series. does, yeah.
0: And and it, we find out that um, Foggy and and is is helping Matt, and they and they've gotten um, the reformed Melvin Potter to um, run." Uh, his, I don't. Was it they creating a new costume shop inside of Fogwell's gym, or just to run Fogwell's? I gym? think he's
1: taking over Fogwell's gym. Yeah, it's go, it's going to be his home away from home. The gym offered. Uh, he says, uh, "He it's uh, wanted to make sure I didn't grow up in an uneducated pug like he saw him." So where is it? It says it right here. Uh, he's looking for a job, so uh, he made his living with his fists, and he called Fogwell's gym his home away from home. I thought the old place got fixed up. We got Melvin Potter to run it for us. So yeah, he's going to run it. Um, so it's uh, Melvin Potter's taking over Fogwell's gym. They're cleaning it all up. Daredevil's watching, and he said, "You know, I finally found a way of honouring my father. So that the name of the gym is now Battling Jack's Gym. They mm-hmm. changed the name to Battling Jack's Gym." And um, that kind of wraps up the uh, the book. And then we find
0: out in the last two pages mm-hmm. some a uh, spoiler.
1: Yeah. So this is the spoiler moment, yeah. guys. If you don't want to hear what the spoiler is, you, then you should skip ahead a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, and Maybe then be uh, a, a minute from a now. a minute from now. Yeah.
0: So that you've been warned. So um, I'm just going to read what it, what it yeah. says right here. So um, this wraps up everything. So he goes, this is daredevil's um, narration, his letter, the rest of the story, you know, too well, it's been a lot of, it, I've been, it's been told a lot of ways with many other people in my life, but this is the way I chose to remember it. When I think of you foggy, never found love. You found out that daredevil and Matt Murdoch were one and the same. And now, and now you are dead. When I began writing to you, I felt as if I had lost something, but in the end, I think I'd like to think that I found something. Forgiveness. All this time, I don't think I ever forgave myself for what had happened to you. Now I've carried, a, uh, how I've carried around inside me the guilt of knowing that if you hadn't walked into our offices that day looking for a job, you might be alive today. And then there's some other stuff that he talks about, but uh, yeah. that's kind of the reason why he was writing the letter. And and, yeah. and and by writing this letter, he found a certain, like, he filled a little bit of a hole, or he yeah. filled something that was. He,
1: he kind of reminded himself why he is dead, all Yeah, and what, what it's all about. You know, he says. He says at the end, "I miss you, Karen, and I will always love you." And it's a it's a really nice little like moment to remind you that Karen, even though they've they've gone back and said, you know, Electra is this and this person is this. Karen is his one true love. That's the one person that means the world to him and always has. And this is such a great retelling. If you, I mean, personally, I would say go back and read every issue of Daredevil just because they're so great. But um, if you can't if you handle can't, the,
0: can, like, because it takes like, a, a, comic books from the 60s You have to have some patience when you read them, Mm -hmm. not just because they're very wordy, but because it's not what you're used to reading today. Comic books today move so much faster. It's all about action. This is all about like cracking jokes or or like comic books. It's about relationships and and the the,
1: the interplay between the real real life characters and the superhero characters and how even that plays out. Yeah um and this old is all comic
0: books were a little on the campy side yeah
1: this is like a retelling of the first as we said the first five issues mm-hmm. we'll say so yeah. it's a good way of getting if you don't want to go back and read five old stanley comics and, mm-hmm. and even though they're beautiful and yeah fun, i know and great right yeah uh, they may feel a little dated for some people so it's it's a good way of going back and getting a, a sense of of his origin and what dated he that's the word i was trying yeah. The, to the, use, yeah the one thing is of course there's that that moment at the end that's that that may come as a surprise to some people if you're reading along, but it is it's a it's a really great book, and yeah. the artwork is gorgeous. And
0: and Jeff Loeb is, in my opinion, he's great with dialogue. Yeah, I think he's really good with dialogue. He's and,
1: very sparse with dialogue. Yeah. He does a great job of using the narration to to move the story along and letting the artwork tell a lot of the story. And then the dialogue is very uh, when when it's used, it's used very sparingly, and it does a great job of 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 keeping the story moving, of telling, of not telling what's already being told. You Mm -hmm. know, it's a, it's a, it's a cute way of getting character across. I do like the fact that Foggy, even though we see him in the college in the first issue, he's like the Jeepers, Matt, Mm -hmm. let's go and watch a fight. When we see him in the office, he's the gruff foggy that i really enjoyed yeah. for the first few years of of daredevil it's nice to see him as that gruff character again i always liked that he was that character it was fun kind of going over this book too because you know this is episode
0: 50 and you know it's been a long time since we went over the origin story so mm-hmm. it's kind of nice being able to do it again in, yeah. in a book that is so well written so beautifully yeah. drawn and uh it's, it's such a fun version of his origin yeah
1: exactly and i love the yellow costume as well
0: so it's yeah fun I, to I do too venues. i know yeah yeah
1: um, so there is, I'm, try, I'm trying to find out some like fun stuff that they mentioned in one of the, um, I can't see where it is. All oh, right. its ah it has gone. Anyway, I'll find it. If I find mm-hmm. it again, I'll, I'll make a note in the, the show notes. Um, so there you go. 50 episodes of us talking about Daredevil. Yeah. And we have barely dented the 700 plus issues that did you have there.
0: something else on that paper that you i did have something else yeah. on the paper i yeah. asked a
1: question online i asked people to mention their favorite day yeah. moments yeah. um and we had a few we had a few replies a couple of replies and then we can talk about our own few favorites yeah. um um this is I, I wrote down their twitter name so it makes it kind of hard to read um at t teg the third at teg the third uh has a, a bunch he's very he was a, a big fan and i mm-hmm. really enjoyed the the it spread it went across the whole gamut of stuff he even mm-hmm. i think um afterwards he said he mentioned a whole bunch of other things but um so he had six that he listed down um number one was the submariner fight in issue seven mm-hmm. which is a great issue yeah um then he jumps ahead to this is great uh he says um i'm presuming he sorry i shouldn't uh, they They uh, said issue two eighteen when he impersonated the jester so that Powers could finish his performance. Such a good moment! And it's uh, the the beautiful part about that is that it really ties up the jester's story perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like that—that is like to me—that's the ending. I know. I think he comes back later, but it's such a shame because it's such a great. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny because it feels like there was a period in Daredevil where they didn't want to take those old characters seriously. And it's nice that that kind of tied it up and brought, brought it back and said, you know, it's fine. It's, right. it's who he was. Um, then we have a few coming up, uh, which we'll be covering when we get into the Anasenti stuff. There's the issue 266. There's a bar conversation with uh, Mephisto, uh, which is a great issue. It's a really, but that stuff is incredible. It's mm-hmm. when I think, uh, is it Inferno's going on around him and Matt's just kind of walking through the city as everything crumbles and falls apart and goes to hell literally. Um, then two, seven, six, when he defeats Ultron, great, great issue. Mm-hmm. You'll enjoy that. Um, then we leap ahead to volume two, uh, your favorites, uh, issue 49 and 50. Oh, 50 is so stinking good. Yeah. It's so good. We'll cover that later. It's mm-hmm. when he fights Bullseye and Fisk and then volume five, issue 25, the Scotus Triumph. Uh, Supreme Court of the United States. Um so it's a it jumps quite far ahead on that one, but it's a nice spread of, of stuff. So thank you for sharing those. And then um Jackie Pop also at uh Twitter uh says he really enjoyed the oh they they said they really enjoyed the beginning of Wade's Daredevil issue ten from two thousand and fourteen which I think is volume three four maybe four, volume four four um um and says uh and he also likes the first fight with Icarus from the previous volume and also the speech in issue 606, Charles Soule issue. So that's a, that's stuff that we're going to be going forward. I think that's like episode 100 we <laughs> um, hopefully we're still alive <laughs> yeah what about you some of your favorite Daredevil moments up you know, until now or beyond
0: gosh there's been so many and, and it, it's been fun like discovering all these things about mm-hmm. Daredevil that I did not know and you know I would have if if you would not have asked me to do this podcast Jamie mm-hmm. I would have never read any of these issues so I know it's, right I know like going back and reading stuff from the 60s is a chore sometimes mm-hmm. um, but man I tell you like I there's been so many amazing little moments And I've really, really, even though I've always liked the character, especially since I started reading the um, Brian Michael Bendis stuff, you know, however many years ago that was, eight now or whatever. (laughs) um, There's just so many cool little moments that make me really like the character, Mm -hmm. like really, really like it. And um, I'm just going to go over a couple real quick. Um, I think, well, specifically the Jester, since uh, he had talked about that moment with the Jester. Um, If it wasn't for this podcast... I would have never read 42, 44, 45 and 46. Mm-hmm. And two things happened out of that. Number 1, um, I became an instant fan of the Jester mm-hmm. and thought he is one of the coolest supervillains ever. But number 2, it really really made me like Stanley as a writer. Yeah. And I had not really ri- written, um, excuse me, read very much that he'd written. You know, his name is stamped everywhere. Yeah. You know, brought, you know, brought to you by Stanley or, you know, mm-hmm. Attributed to Stan Lee. I mean, Stan Lee's name is everywhere, Excelsior. But <laughs> I had never actually read anything that he had written. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you can talk about how much he was actually involved in the writing process. But I tell you right now, like it, it made me become a fan of him, and it made me want to go read more Stan Lee stuff. Yeah. Um, especially with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, so th- that was a really cool moment for me. Um, and and I didn't know anything about the the relationship between uh, Daredevil and Black Widow, mm-hmm. like like I knew that they they had a book together for a long time, but she plays a huge part in his mythology, yeah, a huge part. And I had no idea that it was that big, and and people don't even talk about it today, yeah. Like if you were gonna have a dare, if you were gonna have a Daredevil like series, I'd make her a character in it, yeah. You know, I think she's more important to daredevil than she is as a member of the avengers yeah at least up till where we're reading right now i haven't yeah. read i haven't read very uh, many of the occurrences. yeah she you know, still
1: she still comes in quite a lot yeah. it's still it's, it's very tied to mm-hmm. to him you know yeah. there's no you know even like black panther i had no idea that black panther and daredevil were such close friends yeah
0: i know i thought that was really
1: cool too yeah which i really enjoyed i i, I still think it's great that they're that they have a connection; those two characters. I mm-hmm. never would have put them two together. I know, yet, yeah. Here they are.
0: There's just been so many fun little moments. Yeah, you know, it's impossible to like pick one that's that's a favorite. Re- rereading the Frank Miller stuff was great because mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I had read it. Um, uh, being introduced uh, introduced to William Johnson, mm-hmm. like that was awesome. way yeah. like, his figure work and his fight scenes. And, yeah, and um, uh, I hadn't read read any Denny O'Neill um Daredevil mm-hmm. and 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 seeing how fun it was when he um uh is able to I, I still think he's he's really good at writing fight scenes. Yeah. I, I just because of like, you know, not putting too much dialogue in there and making them, you know, more about the action and yeah. and, mm-hmm. and and less about the uh the the dialogue. Yeah. Seeing so seeing David Mazzucchelli yes. grow as an artist and yeah, really that come in through his own. Also great. um uh Marv Wolfman mm-hmm. um with uh copperhead.
1: Yeah. There's that great. There's that whole I, period like from when it goes from, um, uh, Steve Gerber into Marv Wolfman that is completely ignored and it's yeah, great fun. I know. I, I like that little two part copperhead story mm-hmm. a
0: lot. Um, and just, you know, just to kind of sum up for me, daredevil is a character that, you know, he cares about being a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like he really, really cares about um, so many characters, like uh, what do you call them? Supporting ally characters, yeah. And, and is really good friends with them, uh, and, and has great relationships. People like Ben Urich, like I didn't know like how close him and Ben Urich were, yeah. You know, like like stuff like that. And he's got Foggy. I mean, how many other how many other characters Jamie have that many sub characters that are not superheroes? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's very, it's very few, that of that,
0: that um, like Spider Man, Spider Man, like is, I mean, Joe, uh J Jonah Jameson for the most part is not a friend. He's yeah. got Aunt May.
1: He's got Aunt May, and he's got Mary Jane Watson occasionally. Occasionally, and then yeah. he, everyone else is is like their one character, and then they have a tragic moment. Yeah. Whereas his his supporting cast has been very yeah. rounded, and they're 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 you know they're they're great foils for him they they push him they don't just compliment him or mm-hmm. act as the damsel they're always pushing him in different directions so um what about you what are your, some of your favorite moments oh uh, i mean that whole sequence with uh, i guess you know issue seven is fantastic i love that the whole sequence with the jester is introducing the jester i really really i, I i'm amazed at how much i enjoyed him fighting the traps there. I still go back to that <laughs> issue, issue 36, yeah. I think, where it's yeah. just, it's great writing. It's great writing and it's great storytelling. The Jester stuff just will always be in my, my favorite moments. Yeah. Um, the, I love all the crazy stuff with Gerber when they go up to San Francisco and they you know, there's a whole sequence with, uh, um, the anger, the screamer, and it all gets weird and crazy. And, mm-hmm. and we are introduced to a whole other bunch of characters. And then when he goes to the swamps with uh, man thing, mm-hmm. gladiator and death stalker, the, the, there are so many, there are so many, um, the, the stuff that's coming up, I don't really want to go too far into it. I really do love that, uh, that one issue. I'm trying to find it now. That one, the, um, the one that's the, that one writer, uh, bu- 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 oh, the one, uh, the Ben Yurick story. Uh, Brennett, Brennett. Yeah, the Ben Yurick story is mm. so yeah. well written. And the stuff with the the killer house is just great. I love mm. all that stuff. There's so many so many bits. Going forward, you know, the whole Andesenti run I really enjoyed. There's a great sequence in there, um, which is issue. Uh, it's the one that I got signed. <laughs> that one. That one is great. Uh, 260, I think it is issue 260 is one of my favorite. You can like 181 is a great single issue. I love that issue. Issue 260 I love that equally. Mm-hmm. That that one I can't wait until we get to that. It's so good. So so good with um Typhoon Mary coming in and all of the the new wave of of foes that he has to encounter. I love Born Again as a story. It's yeah. uh, it's just he's such a great character.
0: Yeah. He is he's awesome.
1: Yeah. So going forward what we have coming up in future episodes for you guys, you fellas, you listeners, you um, all of you fine listeners out there. Uh, we have some what-ifs. We're going to cover some of the what-if stories. That's our
0: ne- the next episode, right? Yeah.
1: Um, we have a bunch of those. There are like what if Daredevil killed the Kingpin? What if the Punisher had killed Daredevil? What if Daredevil had saved Nuke? What if the Kingpin owned Daredevil? And then there's a few that we could go into... Um, what if Daredevil was a disciple of Doctor Strange? And then there's a couple that we should probably avoid because they go too far ahead. But those are those are a good start, so we'll go with those. And then after that, we're gonna go into, we move into back into the regular series, um, where we're gonna cover issues uh, 234 to 237, which is, I'm trying to find it. It's like a crazy, it introduces a new character, um, called madcap I believe his name is yeah madcap um and it's it's kind of fun because it's Mark Grenwald as the writer and it's Steve Ditko again who seems to just do fill-in issues <laughs> on uh, I think this is like his third or fourth uh, fill-in issue uh, but it's a standalone story and then we go into uh, some stories that tie into the mutant massacre and um uh, we're introduced to another great artist who, who comes and goes so quickly but I really like his stuff um we see him fight Claw. And then there's some like a, a couple of odd little crossovers in Power, Power Man and I Am Feared and Marvel Fanfare. And then after that, I'm just going to cover that one next. After that, we're going to cover the Daredevil, Love and War original graphic novel and the Electra Lives Again original graphic novel, uh, which are two little kind of odd little stories that one of them, they're both Frank Miller. And, in, and this is pre Man Without Fear, which is his last thing that he does with with that, but they kind of fit in nicely into this area of, mm-hmm. of Daredevil. I think one of them, the Love and War, probably fits in just before um, uh, Born Again, but it felt like it was weird to kind of cram it in too early. Mm-hmm. Um, and Electro Lives Again can be any period around here, but it's a it's a great it's a beautiful looking book. It's Frank Miller doing everything with um, with great results.
0: Awesome. Can't awesome. wait, Jamie. Yes. Can't
1: wait. A um, little reminder, we have the contest up and running, which is the the three omnibuses, the Bendis Meleev mm-hmm. omnibuses. So which issue do we first meet? Michael Murdoch, Mike Murdoch. Um, and you can send us those answers and we'll draw them out on whichever episode hits around Halloween.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening, uh, everybody. I mean, if you made it to fifty episodes, then uh, we can call you a super fan. Super so th- fans, th- one yeah. and all. Yeah, thank you for being a super fan. We appreciate each and every one of you. We um, do.
1: Hopefully, I didn't mumble too much in this. I know some people have, have mentioned that my mic volume sounds like it's much lower. Uh, I have a tendency to mumble, so I know, and I'm trying to adjust. Do I? That.
0: Do I need to like talk no, from back here? No, you better? you do
1: what you do. I'll do what I'll do, and then I'll try and boost the levels in <laughs> in the post mix, but. Um, but yeah, hopefully you're able to hear every word that was uttered between us and you wanted to hear them. <laughs> yeah. That, that,
0: that's the best part. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we want you to like us. <laughs> yes. So thank you again yeah. for listening. And, uh, all we, right, we'll here's a, back.
0: here's a 50 more,
1: 50 more. <laughs> I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we, we just, just did daredevil.